Welcome back, everybody. This is going long on first, and we are back for week 14, week 15. It was a good week. We probably had uh, one of the get- best games last night between Cleveland and Baltimore. That was uh, quite the game. People are saying it's one of the best games since uh, the Rams Chiefs played a couple years ago between Goff and Mahomes, uh, believe Monday it or not. Game. What's that? Both Monday night games. I know. You know, usually Monday night doesn't throw out, but they did last night. Uh, but, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, Christmas only a week and a half away, believe it or not. Um, we got Owen back, and, of course, we got Jeremy Shimko, fresh off that Eagles win. <laughs> dog. Happy. Well, he's, he's happier, everybody. He's a little happier. He better be. Off that dog. Man, I'm right. something, Seth. I'm something. What you know? a wonderful time of year it is. The Eagles are winning. The Packers are winning. Uh, we have had a lot of arguments get settled in the past week, and I'm sure we're going to hear about it. The winners will tell the losers that they're wrong and gloat about it. Oh, Jeremy's uh, ready. Jeremy's yeah. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to rub your guys' nose in it. That's for sure. Oh, I was talking about you. you had, <laughs> I was wrong? You're telling me I was wrong? I mean, there's some things you were wrong about. That's for sure. There's some things uh, we were all wrong about. Mer- I wanted to mainly to take seen. it out on uh, you guys as far as the Steelers, and uh, I called it. No big deal. Been called oh. all year long. Oh, we'll so, get um, Am I ready please. to die on this hill? Um, maybe. Maybe. Ah. You, sometimes the captain's got to go down with the ship. But you hey, know what, when you die on that hill, you guys won't be alone because you'll have each other. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> but you know what, Owen? It is great to hear your voice again. I, you know what, Seth? You know what, Seth? It's great to hear your voice. I agree. Let's talk some oh, football. Where are we starting? Where are we starting with this? You know, I think I think we should start with what happened last night. Kind of let off with it a little bit, you know, right there in the beginning. So I think we should talk about that that game last night. Baltimore Cleveland, I think it was a better game than a lot of people thought. I mean, it's a division game, so people knew it was gonna be good. But as good as it was, you know, Lamar coming back out of the locker room or training room, whatever he was doing back there, nobody knows. Nobody Sam, knows, right? Huh? Cramps, Nobody knows, right? comes in, throws a touchdown. I mean, I mean, come on. So uh, let's talk about that game. You know, I was hoping Cleveland would have won this game because it would have made my top five so much easier. It would have been real easy. But, of course, they pulled the Browns and they lost. Um, yep. But It would have made, made mine tough. You know, what is, to, say see, they, yes. to say they pulled the Brown, that's a little rough because they look pretty dang good, like – they started a little slow, but they looked pretty good throughout the game. And, like, it was more of, like, Lamar coming back out and pulling off some miraculous and, you know, final drive rather than the Browns just, like, crapping in their own pants, you know? That's what they do. You know, we're talking, we're talking uh, Browns and crap in their pants. And officially, you know, Lamar Jackson went to the locker room for cramps. Unofficially. So they say. Again, to get knows? that get that hit. Unofficially, I've seen some games where maybe Paul Pierce had to come out of the game and go have a bathroom break. Uh, the the word was that Lamar had to go to the bathroom. You so know, he, <laughs> took the Browns to the Super Bowl, as they say. That's what he. There it is. Wow, okay. we wow. got past it. Now I can I can live with it. We got past it. Lamar looked good, dude. He that, did. That was, that was he, lo- he looked like MVP <laughs> Lamar. That's what he, he did. did. He just needed a couple weeks off or something. I did, I, 
Him what, and what, Baker both looked really good. They looked they, they looked good for different reasons though. Like yep. Lamar just looked like a playmaker. Like, hey, I'm gonna throw the touchdown at the end of the game to Hollywood Brown. You know, he runs it up to the line, pop pass right over the top. You know, Hollywood's mm-hmm. wide open, and then he's got two touchdowns rushing. This game was wild for rushing touchdowns. There's eight in three quarters, and then Baker That's right crazy. at the beginning of the fourth runs in one. Yeah, nine total rushing touchdowns, just wild. But Lamar had two early rushing touchdowns, and then that late passing touchdown. But it was just like. Whenever he needed to make a play, he made it somehow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. It was in important times he was making these big plays. Right. All on, uh, all on prime time. So everyone's taking notice. He, he made sure of it. Uh, another an interesting betting note from this game. Uh, it, was, it was Baltimore was favored by one when we picked this game. It ended up being that they were favored by three. The game was going to be a push for most betters at the end of the game. Until the safety happened, so there were a lot of Baltimore yeah. That's <laughs> there are a lot of Baltimore betters on Twitter going crazy, taking victory laps. It happens uh, every week, though. Some some team just ruins it for somebody and wins it for another person beat. every week. Yeah. Right. yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, I mean, uh, just awesome game to watch. It really was. You know, it's it's hard to sit here and like the Browns did everything offensively to win the game. I mean, Baker's got two passing touchdowns, just about 350 yards. Chubb's got 82 yards, two touchdowns. Cream Hunt's got a touchdown. Cream Hunt had a uh, receiving touchdown. Like, they really did everything offensively to win this game. It was just Lamar was too much of a playmaker throughout, you know? Yeah, especially against a good Browns defense, too. They're not Great Browns defense, you know? But one thing I will say is, like, when you when you go against the Ravens, and not many people have a player like this, but you have to like just key on Lamar. You just almost have to run some sort of a spy the entire game. Now, not many defenses can pull anything off like that. The only other thing is like, other than running the ball, Mark Andrews was his target all the time. I mean, he only had six targets. Friend. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he goes to that guy. I mean, him and Willie Sneed, you know, that's his targets right over the middle. But it just seemed whenever he needed play, if he wasn't running it he was finding Mark Andrews for the first down or something like that. You know, whenever he needed that yards, he got it. True. Tight end is a quarterback's best friend, you know. It, you know, it, it really is. And is this, it, uh, is, is this the best game of the year so far? It, yeah, for sure. I, I can't even, I don't even, uh, another Cardinals bills from a couple weeks ago. Just yeah. That was a good one. The hell Mary. But It was yeah. just the moment. I think like, it was I was going to say it had the bigger moment at the end. I'd yeah. say the bigger moment That's at still. the end of that game. Yep. Bigger moment than a safety? Come on. That 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 Hopkins catch at the end of the game is probably the biggest moment of the year. Oh, yeah. for sure. At this time, yeah. Easily. Probably, yeah, the best play of the year. Absolutely. But, yeah, definitely the best game. I mean, back and forth. Really, like we've just talked about, pretty clean game overall. Uh, not really any turnovers. I think Baker just had the one. That was it. Um, it was a good game. Back and forth. I mean, the Browns, even though they lost, they look like a playoff team and I think a, a legitimate playoff contender who yeah. can come in and, and play against a, lo- a lot of teams. And a lot of people still had doubts, as we've talked in weeks past, about if the Browns are legit or not. But I think well, they showed last mm-hmm. night that they are. And to that point, Seth, they played the Ravens re- week one and they lost 38-6. to six. This game they lose 47-42. to It really shows how far they've came from week one. Like, it's actually very impressive because, I mean – they put up a lot of points on the Ravens. I mean, obviously the Ravens put up more, but like they got just kind of stopped the first game yep. they played. So it really does show Stefanski's doing some great things there. Uh, Maker, you know, uh, Baker, 
Baker seems to be coming uh, coming along as well. A big difference from week one, which obviously is not a sole person can make a huge difference or turn around a whole team, but Kareem Hunt didn't play week one. And right. he played this right. week. And, you know, his rushing stats weren't crazy. He only had six attempts, but he had a touchdown. But he's, but he a, had... he's a receiver. He's the exactly. receiver. Yeah. I mean, six, six he or led, seven with another touchdown. Yeah, he led, yeah, he led the team in receiving last night. He. He looks good doing it too, but it's like he did that in Kansas City. But he was he was the go-to guy running the I mean, ball. Yeah, well. yep, yep. He was the head but, guy um, all over. Yeah, there, there. It's you know that was originally a thing of like, okay, are they really going to hold on to Hunt? They had Duke Johnson at the time, who's now in uh, Houston. It's like are they really going to hold on to Barely Duke Johnson? Well, yeah, Duke Johnson was like the receiving threat, but now it's like, it's like you got to you got to hold on to Cream Hunt because I mean. That's a really good one-two punch. That's the best backfield in, in the league, like, or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nobody close. No. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry is the lead horse in Tennessee. Nick Chubb's not too far off Derrick Henry, which is wild to say. But, like, Kareem Hunt adds a whole nother, whole nother thing there. I mean, you can give him the ball, you know, about ten times between – I mean, total, and he's just going to put up yards and touchdowns. You know, it's you, – you take out Chubb and you put in Hunt, really your your quality level isn't going down. You're not really losing much by taking one out and putting the other one in. I mean, honestly, if you are really losing anything, Kareem Hunt did similar things to what Chubb's doing when he was in Kansas City. I mean, if he was your lead guy, he might be doing the same thing. I mean, he just – he's a better receiving back is the thing, you know? Yeah. So, this was, this was a great battle between AFC North, division rivals – they're both playoff teams. Will Cleveland catch up to Pittsburgh within the division who they play week 17, which has got – it's a noon game right now. It's got to be flexed to a Sunday night game. There's a bunch of different games. Well, it depends. Play. I think – I mean, if, if Pittsburgh wins their next few games, they have the division locked up. So – if, if. if that's a huge if i'm just saying like it's week 17 might not matter it could come down to it i think i i'm just saying it's it's if we're, it's, if right. we're talking narratives you're right i'm looking at it right now and i can see it and it'll just prove the the haters like jeremy and colin cowherd right <laughs> yeah we I love it we love it. to prove those guys right looking but. at looking at the steelers uh their schedule though so they got the Bengals next week i mean that's that's either the perfect trap game or it's the perfect get right game. They got the Colts, which is I think it's a, really a get right matchup. game at this time, uh, it, seeing yeah, what Dallas did to them. So. Bengals are terrible. Um, the Bengals offensive line, when I was watching that game, man, like anybody can run through it. Like literally anybody can run right through it. It makes you just feel Burrow's out, but it makes you feel terrible for them because they can't draft enough offensive linemen this offseason. But um, the, Colts, the Colts defense lines up really well with the Steelers offense because they got so many playmakers. It'll be if the Colts can just score on that Steelers defense. But that Browns game at the end of the season, that's going to be what makes the AFC North. You know, you know what? Really is. The, the Browns have the Giants and the Jets those two weeks before the Steelers. So they're almost – That's destroyed. two dubs. That's – yeah, I was going to say that's two dubs. The Jets the, the, the Jets are garbage, obviously. They're hard, hot garbage. But, um, God, wouldn't it be just the Cleveland Browns to go out and lose to the Jets? That would be. That would be. Oh, my God. I would be I, – I think at that point I'd be like, I'm out on them this year, but I'm not out on them moving forward. The but, Jets um, would find a way to tank, lose that game somehow, and then fire some coach. That is an Adam Gase, yeah. <laughs> Anybody the Jets but Adam have Gase to lose out, though, at this point. Because, like, Jaguars are, what, one and whatever, and then the Jets yeah. are all and whatever. If, yeah. yep. if the Jets win a game, 
God, who gets that pick? I think Jacksonville has the tiebreaker right now for the worst record because of strength of schedule or something like that. Some some wacky stat out there that has, yeah. We'll get to it. The more important stuff, I mean, the Ravens and the Browns, they both look like complete teams if their quarterbacks are operating at at least an above average level. So nobody wants to face them in the playoffs. How different Um, are those quarterbacks too, you know? They really are from the beginning of the season uh to now is just like they almost have had the same the same path right. going upwards yeah. just right. showing yeah. a little bit of signs in the past couple of weeks finally this week it looks like they put it all together um but but this I is what Ravens... baker does though this is what baker does though like you know one week he'll throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns and the next week he'll throw three picks for not even hey. 200 he he hasn't had many of those games where he's thrown three picks this season though and he hasn't had one in a while i mean he's he's been impressive Honestly, since since Odell's been out, he's just kind of looked better and better and better yes. every game. That team Which, has looked better. What a trade piece to have going into the offseason is Odell. You know what I mean? Like, holy crap, you could really – you could flip him for some, I mean, defensive help or even offensive line help. Other than that, I mean, Higgins, uh, Landry, those tight ends, and that backfield, they got a hell of an offense. I mean, you could always add to the offensive line, but – And Hooper has barely for, even played this year, really. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, Hooper, absolutely. Hooper's been in, what, maybe four or five games, handful of games, and even in those if games, that. he I was hasn't say, been a huge threat. In half. Right, right. So they come back next year full strength with a you know, regular offseason, flip Odell for something, maybe draft capital or anything, and that could be, I mean, the early, the early best team for the AFC North at that point. I mean, they look good. Stefanski's really got them turned around. I, I really think that that's the right coach moving forward for them. Um, he really fits – Baker is just like a more gifted Kirk Cousins, you know. He he does a really good rollout. He's got a better arm. You know, he's – if anything, he's just maybe more of a head case than Kirk Cousins because of some of the immaturity things coming in from, from college. But he's he's definitely more gifted than Kirk. To stay in the AFC North, though, do you guys, yes. do you guys want to talk about those Steelers? Or yeah, we start with quick, quickly, quickly, before we move on to the Steelers, because I know Jeremy wants to go there. Is Stefanski, there, is he uh, – coach of the year candidate right now i mean um, the, the media seems to think he's the favorite um do i agree i don't disagree that he should be in the conversation um other ones would be i think i think tomlin was now you see the struggles he's not as sexy of a pick anymore i would like to see lafleur's name get thrown around but that's still his, like his a, name is starting to it's starting to get thrown in there a little I've bit i've seen lafleur's get thrown around Andy Reid's a safe bet. I mean, Andy uh, Andy Reid, of course. Yep. yep. But then Sean Sean McDermott too. I would say Sean McDermott as well. The Sean's. Yeah. Yeah. What? Hey, you're forgetting one. What about Sean McVay? What about Frank Reich? He's good. We're just naming (laughs) off our top teams, boys. Yeah, we're (laughs) naming off. We're we're naming off Sean's, (laughs) and then you throw in Frank Reich. Get out of here. You're throwing off the bid, Jeremy. Come on. So I I would say uh, honestly, I think Sean McDermott's probably. My favorite of that list, just especially after Sunday, especially after yeah, Sunday. just to keep Sunday doing what he's been doing with Buffalo. It's just he's having a hell of a season, and I mean to see the constant progression of Josh Allen. Josh Allen looks like way better of a quarterback than Big Ben in this in this game. The team is yeah. just so well built. That defense doesn't they don't they don't really hurt themselves. And to that point, Josh Allen's one pick wasn't really on him. When I was just watching that a minute ago. It goes through the receiver's hands. Like, yeah, 
and you got to catch that. You know, and that's the thing is picks almost should be weighted in the sense of like, there's some picks where it's just egregious and the quarterback throws it to the wrong guy. I mean, I've seen that all year with Carson Wentz. And then there's other picks where it's like, hey, receiver's in the wrong spot or he doesn't catch the ball. And that was, that was Josh Allen's. Other than that, Josh Allen didn't really have a miscue. I guess he had one fumble. He did have a fumble too. So, but that offense looked really good. I mean. I was going to say any quarterback, any good quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes against that defense, when they're just constantly getting past the line, they're constantly, constantly giving you pressure. Uh, Like a fumble like that is almost like automatic for them. You know what I mean? So I don't even hold that against them. Like he just played so dang impressive. Not stat-wise, but just like... Right. Two dives straight into this game. I mean, this was actually like a good matchup for Buffalo because they got such a good secondary. And I mean, all you got to worry about with that Steelers offense is those receivers. And I mean, they matched up with them pretty well. Steelers, no really... uh, Steelers made... The, the receivers made it super easy for those backs. They can't... I mean, you might as well dive into it, but I was gonna the say, receivers dropped have... how many how many passes did they drop? I mean, they've dropped yeah. so many the last few weeks. Now, time out. So I heard, I, I heard and I read Pittsburgh throws the ball so dang much that their their drops are going to be higher than everybody else. Sure. They are dropping it a little bit more than it, it even – they're dropping it more than anybody else. I know, like, I think they're the leading in the, in the league right now. Actually, I think they are the lead league. I can't Pretty remember. Pretty sure they are. But they do – they throw the ball so much more than anybody else. I mean, Big That's Ben's fair. got 37 – he's got 37 more attempts in this game. But it's like, when you look at this – Juju has not really been known as like he's he's been known as like a sure-handed catch catcher, you know. And it's like I don't know, but I I did read and I heard it in the game when they were, when I was watching it. They throw the ball so much more than anybody else that you're gonna end up with more drops than everybody else. I mean, once again, they got 17 carries. You know, what I mean, James Conner leading the way with 10. That's not enough to get it done. You know, running the ball at all. And now I do understand their run game looks like crap, absolute crap. But uh, I don't think they stick with them. They're, you guys, I think I've seen them go under center like four times in the entire game, like once a quarter. It yeah. was terrible. Like, they just – shotgun a lot. Yeah, shotgun. It's shotgun, three, four wide, maybe a back in the backfield. When the back is in the backfield, unless it's a screen or a little dump off, he's blocking. Like, he's not running routes out of the backfield. And it's just – there's always one drag route, there's always two mid routes, and then there's one shot. There's a guy running a shot play every time. And it's just – it's the same stuff where they run these little outs and flags. Maybe a guy sits in the middle of the field. It's – they're predictable. They're really yeah. predictable. That's, where, that's, that's where it comes back to. Yeah, it's Randy yeah. Fitchner, uh, offensive coordinator. Even everything from the Steelers beat has been just laying the blame on this guy for good reason. I was watching – you know, you're watching the game, and, and, and Ben's getting rid of the ball so god dang quick. So fast. And it's like it's right as this that and it's the receiver's fault too. I'm not like like laying blame. It's everybody's fault. Elsewhere, but it's, it's just fault. like every single time it's right out of your cut. Like you're not even looking at the ball yet. Like ball it's, it's almost like a trust issue with the quarter or with the quarterback and the receivers, uh, which is well, obviously you know, bad. It makes you wonder because the offensive line isn't so bad there. At least pass blocking. It I makes you say. wonder like is it supposed to be that damn quick getting the ball out like that? Because it is like. Ben catches the ball, takes yep. a step or two, bang, it's out. It's like he's I, – I, I really want to look at the numbers. I must have forgot to, but I wonder how quick – he's got to be the lead, leaguer, lead league and how quick he's getting the ball out. Like he's also – He has to be. 
to that point, he's also he's the lowest of all the starting quarterbacks of like average yards per attempt or whatever. It's not like four yep. or five yards per attempt. So yeah. I mean, when you're, I mean, you have no chance. I mean, he's one of the lowest sack quarterbacks, but that also plays into that where he's getting the ball out How right away. I mean, the there's no chance to to sack a guy when the ball is out within two seconds of him snapping the ball. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I would love to see that stat, though, to see how quickly he's getting the ball out every play. And I, I didn't look that up. I should have I should have found that somewhere. But I, I bet you he's got to be oh, yeah, top right. five yeah. for sure, if not number one. But it's like, like Owen said, that offensive coordinator needs some blame here because they're so predictable. And they run into these, these secondaries like the Bills secondary is good, you know. The Ravens secondary is good. I mean, Browns are – they're so-so. But, like, the Colts secondary is not bad. It's, the Colts it's got great. playmakers all over their defense. So it's going to be like the Steelers could finish this out one and two. Like they could end out 12 and four, which isn't a bad record. You know what I mean? It's not a bad record, but they were, 10 think and they were undefeated. Yeah, they 11 were 10 and 0. 0. 11 and 0, right? They're 11 and 2 right no, now? No, 10 and 0 because yeah, they were 11 and 0 because they lost the last two straight. So yep. it's like if you finish out 12 and 4 and you were 11 and 0 at one point, that's a rough finish to this to the season, you know. And when you and when I, you need a hot start heading into the playoffs, yeah, big time. Oh, right. And you're not, and, this, and you've lost essentially lost the the uh, the the the, the buy. Yeah, the yeah. It's, it was your it's control the to lose. Lost it. Yeah, so it it makes you think of all those uh, Colts teams with Manning, where they'd start so fast and they'd be you know nine ten and zero, and then they'd hit the playoffs and. Losing the first, you know, the first game, first, first, know? second round, yeah. But I mean, yeah. so the Steelers' defense is still great. I mean, Bill scored twenty six points. Probably not really any fault of the defense. They just played. They played great. The one well, thing... the offense did nothing for him all game exactly. long. Right. I right. mean, but I mean, still credit to. I mean, so again, defense Steelers great. No, no problem there. Bills are a complete team, aren't they? Look yeah, up. Absolutely, they are. They can for sure. The absolutely. The Chiefs. Their weakest, their weakest link is running the ball, and it's like Josh Allen adds an element to running the ball, anyways. Yeah. That it's not really a weak link, you know. And it's not that they can't; they just can't really break it off for a big play. Maybe yeah. once in a while. Moss and Singleton are more of chunk yards guys. They don't really bust anything open, but I mean, it's enough. It's enough to yeah. keep them on it. So I mean, look out. Uh, maybe top three this week. I mean, maybe it should be. We'll see. I'm gonna. I'm going to say two things about that offense real quick. Quick, Once they get, once they get John Brown back, I mean, watch out for that receive, those receivers. Cause I feel like as I was sitting there, I was sitting there watching the game with Zach, right. And uh, Stephon Diggs gets 14. I know I love that guy. <laughs> Stephon Diggs gets 14 targets and 10 receptions. And every time he catches the ball, I'm like, there's that guy again. There's that guy again. Cause it's like, he just gets it early and often. And then they just keep going with him throughout the game. And then there was one play where, Josh Allen, like, he rolls out, breaks the pocket, and he's rolling to the left. So, not his – obviously, not a strong side being a right-handed quarterback. And T.J. Watt's running him, and Josh Allen just beats him to the corner and gets upfield. And it's like, when you got quarterbacks that are out running outside linebacker DMs like that, and it's a guy the size of Josh Allen, he's that's going to beat up on it. Yeah, super that's going to beat up on any – that's where the NFL's going, though, is, like, these guys with big arms, and they're athletic, and it's like – Patrick Mahomes is not that athletic, but he's, he's athletic enough, big arm. That's what all these quarterbacks are going to be in the next 10 years. You're not going to have any statues like Nick Foles or Tom Brady. You're just not going to have that anymore. Phillip you know, Rivers, you've got to go to these guys know. that can move. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is Cole Beasley the best uh, slot receiver in the game? Certainly the shortest. <laughs> you know, that, I, that's, I would, 
I don't have to question that. I, I would say, Seth, for the, what's so funny about the slot position is it was always like that, like when Chris Carter played it, obviously it was the best slot in the game at the time. But it's like you've got certain, like, number one receivers that play in the slot a lot. Um, I know, for instance, like the Eagles, when we had Jordan Matthews, obviously Jordan Matthews wasn't one of the best receivers in the game. But uh, he, he was our number one, but he was always in the slot. And he was probably the best slot in the league for at least a year there. But it's like you do have that where you'll have, like, say – you just throw out a name like, say, DeAndre Hopkins, and he plays in the slot, you know, 60% of the game, you know. But a, a true slot I mean, receiver, nobody's going to say Hopkins Kobe. is a slot receiver, you know. No, like, exactly. No. Yep. I'm yeah. just saying in general. Cole Beasley, as far as a guy that's, like, totally rendered to the slot, yeah, he's probably the best slot receiver in the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, great game. Let's – let's. Uh, can we get can we get Jeremy's uh, Eagles rant? I'm, I'm excited. I don't is have it? a rant. I don't have a rant this week. Well, you know what? Before we go there, something else I wanted to talk about is maybe the, you know, I want to go to KC Miami. I want to touch on that one a little bit. Oh, sure. that, was a, there, that was a better game than I think a lot of people thought. A lot of people questions on, you know, Miami. <coughs> Jeremy. <coughs> you know, I wouldn't say it's a better game than I thought because I, I, I got a lot of faith in the Dolphins. I just expected KC to put up more points probably. Um, and I, I didn't expect Mahomes to keep the Dolphins in the game that long because literally the only reason the Dolphins were in the game so long was because Mahomes threw two early touch, uh, two early picks, then he had the fumble, and then he had that 30-yard sack. He was keeping them in the game. You guys just got to say it. Mahomes' struggle – Mahomes not even struggles. Mahomes playing like an ass throughout the first half is why the Dolphins were in the game. Now you got to give credit to the Dolphins' defense. They were making some of that happen, like Jerome Baker, yeah. who got the sack. Okay. That right, dude's good. a crazy good athlete. I was waiting for it. Um, I was just going to say, you got to give credit where credit yeah. is due. Now, the second pick, Mahomes threw it straight at the dude. Like, what are you doing? You know, I think he was probably in a mixture because it looked like they were setting up some sort of screen. I think he was maybe thinking about throwing it in the dirt, but then he just kind of whipped it right at the guy, went off him, somebody else picked it. Now, that Xavier Howard pick in the third or fourth quarter, that was a hell of a play. Like, it was. Oh, my God. But Howard is – I mean, he's a damn good corner. Um, but, no, Mahomes – Leads the league in interceptions this year. Yeah, yeah. I was noticing um, with, with Howard, uh, you know, other than, like, J our guy, Jair Alexander, like, probably playing uh, the most outstanding at corner this year. And But he, he does this thing where he he's always on the borderline of holding the receiver, and he gets flagged for it a lot. I think he leads the league in, like, defensive holding calls. But he he does that and and sometimes it like it works and it get gets him in position for those for that uh, that playmaker ability. I, yeah. Owen, I think the reason I think the reason he probably does that is because he's not like the crazy athlete that you usually have for top end corners, especially more, when you're up against Tyreek Hill. So. Tyreek Hill, which is who he had to pick on. That's who he yeah. picked it off in front of. Is Tyreek like? And it's kind of wild to think you got literally the fastest guy in the NFL probably, and then you've got. I mean, Xavier Howard is a damn good corner, and he's always going to be in position. But he's not the athlete Hill is. <laughs> I mean, no. it's I that's mean, not even close. close. Not even not close. close. Right. Hey, I will tell you guys, I'm just going to I'm gonna toot my horn here. I told you guys Tyreek was going to have two touchdowns. I told you he was going to have a good game. Yeah, Rushing touchdown yeah. for 30 yards, 79 receiving on three catches and another cutty. Who, who, ultimately, like, who ultimately got the, the Chiefs rolling in the right direction was Travis Kelsey. Like, he got yeah. so many big plays. And, like, you know what's crazy? Like, 
What's yeah. crazy with him right now? He leads the league in in uh, receiving yards out of everybody, not just tight ends, yep. but everybody. I mean, I think this would be the first time a tight end has ever led the league, at least maybe in the last like thirty years, forty years. At this Tony point, Gons- I was going to say, yeah. yeah, yeah, he leads. Tony Gonzalez yeah. is probably the closest thing ever, if anybody. Because yeah. Gonzalez used to have a lot of yards, but Ripper, Travis yeah. Kelsey is just different, man. Like, and he gets he gets so many targets. But what's wild is he's in one on one coverage so much, but you have to put him in one on one because, like, see, you, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, and then Tyreek Hill. How the hell are you going to put two guys on Kelsey? You just can't. There's not enough. There's and there's not anybody. Wrong. Yeah. And I was going to say he's too big for corners and he's too fast for everybody else on defense. And he can't. And he can't matchup. play. He can't play his own defense against a smart quarterback like, like Mahomes. Phil, uh, Mahomes. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is he's just going to eat you up. And Mahomes, I, I hate to say it, but like Miami, they played a good game. Obviously, they are the type of defense that can cause turnovers like that. But uh, Mahomes' turnovers and miscues early is what kept them in the game for so long. Once yeah. I mean, once the Chiefs got rolling, they put they started to put this game away real quick in the early in the third. If it wasn't because of those, you know, couple of touchdowns right at the end there, um, the Dolphins, you know, it would have looked worse. It would have looked a lot worse. Yeah. What I will say Second is, half was not as uh, competitive as the first. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, once once you get rolling like that and you got that many weapons, it's just – it's absolutely wild. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, here's a hot take, boys. And this is real early, but this is a hot take. I think Jalen Hurts is better than uh, Tua. I really do. I think Jalen Hurts Ooh. looks better. I think I think Tua at times looks like he's – I think he looks a little jittery in the pocket at times. Um, I think he definitely looks slower than he once did after that – before that hip injury. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I just – I think Hurts – especially if, if Eagles – the Eagles go full in on Hurts, Hurts is going to have a better career than Tua. I, I would put my money on that. So he, you can tell that to uh, he's he's got like he's got the right idea. It's almost yep. like he's got that that mindset for quarterback that maybe ten guys in the in the league right now have. Right, because he doesn't he can't because he can't physically like rely on his his athletic ability like at all, especially right now. I don't know if that'll right work itself out later on or not. But he's got enough to move around in the pocket, but he doesn't have this athletic ability to go make like these crazy plays. You know what yeah, I mean? So there's a chance. So like I mean his arm is what it is. Uh we'll we'll see if he can even grow a little bit more intuitive and a little more right uh quarterback savvy. But I mean I'm not I'm you're it's not a hot take. I don't think Yeah. I, well I and think. so I'll I'll give two a I'll give two of this. He doesn't really have the best run game. I mean, DeAndre Washington had 35 yards. So, I mean, yeah, their, first, their first three running – their top three running backs were out. I mean, they were down to Lynn Bowden yeah. and DeAndre yeah. Washington. And then what's funny is Lynn Bowden leads them in receiving yards. And then yeah. Mac Hollins – not to bring this back to my Eagles, but Mac Hollins is their second leading receiver. Trash on the Eagles. So, I, I don't know why <laughs> we just can't make these receivers work. And then Jacecki, I mean, that dude's good. Like – that's the one thing that's going to really help too is he's got a damn good tight end that can make plays. Um, Jakeem Grant, I mean, that's another guy. That he's so dang fast and quick. But I'm not out on Tua, but I think there's definitely a higher ceiling for Hurts. I mean, I, I see it. I get it. You know, it, it's definitely – I mean, they're both – I mean, the thing with Tua that separates him right now is obviously the athletic ability. And if Tua can get that back after the injury, I mean – like Owen just yep. said, you know, maybe that's something that'll slowly come back to him. 
I mean, that's, that's the thing with Wentz too, you know, he lost his athletic ability and he's not as good as he was because of the injury. Yeah. So I think that'll be the biggest thing. Yeah. They're big injuries too. Like a, a hip injuries. I mean, your hip is important, obviously. And I mean, with Wentz, it was his knee, his back, and then the concussion. Yeah. So I, the Dolphins are going to be a tough out regardless because Flores is just such a good coach. And that, that roster is pretty good through and through. That defense is really good. But it all kind of comes down to how Tua shakes, shakes out because – He's not he, – he doesn't look bad, but I just, like – I guess you expected more um, the way he was kind of talked up. And before the hip injury, he, he looked more athletic than this. But it's, it's know, right on par with what we just said about Josh Allen. This is here's the, the thing. Is, these athletic QBs. They, they might even make the playoffs. I mean, right now they're the seventh seed, but it's so close. I mean, you got Baltimore right there who's eight and five now because they won last night. Right. Las Vegas is still there. They don't look super yeah. impressive, but they're no. still only a game behind. <laughs> Um, it, it, New England is still sneaking there. I mean, they probably won't do anything, but you know, it, it could come down to Miami and Baltimore really for that last spot. They might even make probably it. will, probably will come down to those two. Honestly, I guess in my head, I was just assuming it's you know it's Cleveland, Baltimore, and Miami. I just don't, I just don't see it out of the Raiders anymore. And if the Patriots no. are the next one up, yeah, then they're just too far back. I think. They are, especially they, I would. I would They're two that. games back that. right now. New England's two games back. Okay. Right now, um, Cleveland and Indianapolis have the top two wild card spots, and the Miami has the last one. Indy is who I forgot about. Yeah, yeah. Indy. Okay, I was, that's I was just going to say, that's, that's who played Vegas this week. Um, I think I'm, I'm right there with you, Owen. I'm out on the Raiders. They're really – they're kind of showing through to through to just be like a mid-level team that doesn't win in big moments. They're kind um, of proving it to themselves by firing their defensive coordinator. They're just kind of like right, right. Two weeks. In I a row. think uh, that's just they're 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 that close. And I mean, they got some some guys out that matter, like Jacobs and stuff like that. But um, or Josh Jacobs they, wasn't out, but he didn't he didn't show up at all. They I don't have know, I pieces. Think Derek, Derek Carr, I think, is a similar situation to Wentz, where he needs a different situation. He needs a new, you know, the grass is greener for that guy. That's for sure. Yeah, right. Him and Wentz need a, to go to different teams. That's for sure. Him, Wentz, and Darnold, I think that's going to be the three big name quarterbacks that move. That's off Stafford. Stafford. Stafford as well. Stafford as well. I think Stafford's going to be the one that's going to be the hardest to get out of Detroit because, like, they probably feel like, hey, we could really do something real quick with Stafford. You know, it just takes us and this and this. But it's it's been so long in Detroit since they've done anything. you got to get Stafford out of there. But there's, there's like three, four, maybe even five quarterbacks that are going to get moved this offseason, off and a lot of that's really going to matter. Like, it's really going to shake up the NFL next year. But, but the, I think the, the biggest difference with Carr among those other quarterbacks is he's actually playing well. I mean, he's not having a bad year. He's, what, I mean, he didn't play well against uh, Indy. He threw two picks. Well, I mean, no, but Indy, Indy's a good team. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's not like they were playing the Jets – so, but right. I, I think Derek Carr, I think they have weapons there. I think obviously the biggest issue there is defense. I mean, they gave up 44 points and not all of that is on their coordinator who's now gone, but I mean, right. you know, it, you're going to be hard to win games if you're giving up 44 points or you're giving up a lot of points every week. I mean, they gave up 40 plus points to Atlanta. I don't think they did. What, against... I, what I will say though about Carr though, Seth, is the last three weeks he hasn't been like, that impressive he throws three or two picks this week last week against the the Jets he threw a pick I mean it's the measly Jets and then the week before that against Atlanta he went he goes 215 no touchdown in the pick 
I mean, they even pulled him for Peterman at the end of the game. Like, he, he's Yeah, that was off. a bad game for he's, him. That was definitely a bad he's game. He's cooling off real quick, you know. Like, Carr is not somebody I'd ever count out because um, the dude's super talented. And he's not – he's definitely not a bad quarterback, but he's almost like – he's almost turning into, like, the Andy Dalton where it's like that's the mid-level guy, you know. He's yep. just the middle of the pack right there. Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, it, it's definitely – at his point in his career, he's definitely kind of right there. Um, yeah. which is too bad because a couple years ago he was an MVP kind of quarterback, kind of like Wentz, though. So, so. Yeah, I was just going to say him and Wentz are very similar in that, where they had the, this high peak, and then ever since it's just – I mean, Wentz is a lot more drastic, but those but guys John, both but Here's the, the thing scenery, with, scenery. with Carr potentially getting moved is John Gruden loves him, loves that guy. Yep. Every week he talks about him and just how much he loves him. So I, don't, I would be surprised if Carr was gone. Those other quarterbacks I could definitely see, but – Car to go, I would be surprised. Car is definitely going to be gone before Gruden, that's for sure. Well, yeah, he's like <laughs> Gruden he's, is married. To he's the, thirty, yeah, he's thirty million dollars into his hundred million dollar contract. So yeah, he's got a ways to go. Going anywhere? That's he, hey. Is, he, well, all all I'm saying is they'll be getting rid of Car way before they get rid of Gruden. I think yes. It, depending on how this season finishes out, Car is going to come in on not that long of a leash next year. And it'll be interesting to see what they draft because, I mean, uh, Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock, they are not – that's two pretty good minds in that, that front office right there in the head coach. That they're not going to sit around and just be meddling around with Carr because, like, the AFC West, you got to put a point. you got to have a big arm and a really talented quarterback. Herbert looks like, you know, the next big thing. And then Mahomes, the best – Mahomes is the best player in the NFL probably right now other than Donald. And then it's like – the, knowing the way John Elway pulls things around in the Denver, they'll go after the biggest free agent quarterback or guy on the, you know, the market next year. So Denver will get it right. And I mean, immediately starting next year, you could be the Raiders and have the worst quarterback in the division. You know, how, how dumb would that look? You know, Herbert's easily number two, you know, going into next year. Mahomes is number one. Say, say Denver goes and gets Stafford. That would make a lot of sense. You know, bang, he's better than Carr. Then you got your Vegas sitting there, and you're like, okay, we have the worst quarterback in the division, you know? Yeah, I see. I see Denver being in prime position for that that Trey Lance, that like that John Elway special third quarterback I, in the I, draft. But but I, uh, I hear you. I read a, I read an article, and it was all about the quarterbacks that could be moving this offseason. Yeah, and, and Stafford to Denver. Yep, and Stafford to Denver. I, that'd be I awesome. It. That'd be. I, be I mean, I could Denver. see that. Could you imagine what he would do with those receivers? I mean, that could be huge. Drew, Drew Locke looked good on Sunday. Drew Locke did look good. <laughs> I mean, it was one game, and he has these games every once in a while. It's consistency. One young, out of, but, yeah, one out of every yeah. three weeks. Yeah. And John Elway is going to be a guy that's going to be really quick to move on from his quarterback. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 could see yeah. I, could see, I could really see them getting, uh, getting Stafford in the offseason. And then, awesome. I mean, the, the situation that puts the Raiders in is, Hey, we got Derek Carr. We have the worst quarterback in the division. I mean, significantly the worst. We're set up as a running team, you know, with Josh Jacobs. It's like, you got to do something. You got to do something right there. What do you, they, they might go pull some wild move and like an opinion in season where they took that guy they drafted and flipped him right away. I mean, who, who, who knows what happens there for quarterback. Right. What's All right. Yeah. Let's, Let's quickly, more games. yeah, quickly as I, I'll quote this, uh, put in, air quotes here uh let's move on to the nfc east we'll talk about the eagles beating the beating the saints the drew Breesless saints 
But uh, let's move over to the East. Um, you know, it, the Eagles made it interesting again, um, you know, with, with the Giants losing and things like that. But Jalen Hurts coming in and breathing a little life into that Philadelphia Eagles team uh, came back. But, you know, the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been a foregone conclusion almost that Washington would probably take this division, and they still might. They probably still will uh, just with a couple of weeks left. But I'm waiting for Jeremy to come back here. Oh, well, that's fair. Let me lead off because Washington definitely still looks like the most talented team, but they look like the best team, especially the last four weeks. Excuse me. But but the Eagles have come from two weeks ago, their number one fan saying they were the worst team in the league, to now they got a good playoff chance. They're like, you know, if they win out, it's just Washington loses one. That's like a – so let's let's uh let's take it easy real quick here because oh, um okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this back a step. The only reason we look like we got a chance at all is because we are in the NFC East. I uh we play Washington week 17. We play Dallas week 16, and we got Arizona next week. Um, I really feel like we're gonna beat Arizona. The Cowboys are so bad. I mean, we have to win that game. Like. If we lose that game, especially if Hurts is still playing it's at QB, over, which yeah. he's going to play it the rest of the year, the only real, like, true game where I'm like, eh, maybe not, is Washington right at the end of the season. Because we just lost um, Driscoll, who started at right tackles, out, of course. So we're going to have the 15th different offensive line set next year – or next week. Uh, Peters is out. So, literally, it was Herbig <laughs> and Driscoll. Now, Driscoll's out, so it's going to be Matt Pryor. So, it'll be Matt Pryor, Herbig, Jason Kelsey, uh, Isaac Samalo and then Malata. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the season, the season finishes out because I think that last game of the season, us in Washington might win out to that game, and that will decide it. I'm is totally it, torn. Just to quickly stuff. go to that, go to your talk about the offensive line. Isn't Hurts probably the perfect quarterback right now for that because he's able to run around and move and get out of the pocket quickly and you know make plays in a sense, I mean, in a sense, I will say to the point about. Uh, Josh Allen and Tua, that's where the league's going. I mean, he – the thing about it is the the moment wasn't too big for him, which is not surprising out of that guy because it's like playing in Alabama, playing at Oklahoma, these big market – you know, college teams, you know, being at Alabama, going to the national championship game, you know, being in these big moments. And the guy's been humbled. I mean, he's been benched before, second-round pick. His dad is a high school coach, blah, blah, blah. There's so much about Hurts to – you expect him to have the head for this. But it was like – he didn't have a single miscue until the very end of the game where he had that fumble. And it was like that, that could have changed the game. And I mean, you would have expected the saints to be a little bit more opportunistic to do something with that. But um, the one thing I kind of came away with that game about hurts is the, the moment wasn't too big for him, but he's been getting compared to Taysom Hill all year round. And he looks so much better than Taysom Hill. Like it wasn't even close in my opinion. Jalen hurts looks like a franchise quarterback and Taysom Hill looks like, uh, you know, he just doesn't look like a starting quarterback. J- Jalen Hurts looks like a good possible, possibly pretty possible, good. Possible, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Don't let me, Tays- don't let me get ahead of myself. No, but, I feel uh, it. I feel it. Taysom Hill just looks like he's he's a fun little thing for Sean Payton to do. Like, if, yeah, if, yep. If Sean Payton had Jalen Hurts, I mean, Jalen Hurts would actually be able to do some other stuff that Taysom Hill can't now, do. But time out. Now, time out. You're going a little farther because I wouldn't say if Sean Payton had Hurts, he'd be better because. 
Let me read off some notes real quick here. This is my Eagles only notes. Hurts is the youngest quarterback ever to start for the Eagles since Randall Cunningham, but he is the youngest ever starting quarterback for the Eagles. He's the only player in the NFL besides Lamar Jackson to, in his first start, have 100 yards rushing, um, which also the Saints haven't given up a 100-yard rusher in 55 games. They did two against the Eagles with uh, uh, Jalen and uh, Miles Sanders. They did run Doug all Peterson, over. They did. They did. So, uh, Doug Peterson, uh, to, stay, you know, to stay right with uh, the running notes, there's been 11 runs this year of 70-plus yards. Three of them are from Miles Sanders. Um, like I said, the Saints haven't given up the 100-yard rusher in 55 games, two for the Eagles. And then just to kind of stick with the team, like, we run the ball. Like, and here's the thing is, Miles Sanders only had 14 carries, which is kind of where Doug's been all year, between, like, 10 and 15 carries. So it's not like he did anything significantly different there running the ball. It was just Hurts. I mean, Hurts ran the ball more than Miles Sanders. He had 18 rushes. He only yep. had 17 passing completions. Like, he, he looked good. And it was like when it wasn't there – when it wasn't there in the past game, he either threw it away or he took off and he ran for a little bit. That's kind of what you down. want. Yeah. That's kind of what you want in a young run. quarterback, though. Yeah. It, it was kind of like – it was like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray-esque, where it's like get out, get rid of the ball, don't have the negative play, which is exactly the opposite of Carson Wentz, who makes tries to make these, you know, miraculous throws that end up being picked off or, you know, just tragic events, basically. They just go downhill so quickly. But it was – Hurts didn't do anything to, you know, hurt us. Um, Jalen Rager had two for 46. The one was a pretty good run after catch. Dallas Goddard continues to produce four for 43. Miles Sanders another four catches. And it was just – he had the one touchdown to Elshon, the back shoulder throw. It was like a 20-yard throw, maybe 15s for a touchdown. And it was like – as I see I'm like, Carson doesn't make that throw this year. Um, Zach Ertz is basically not even a part of the offense anymore. But then to continue with that – the Eagles defense, I mean, they showed up. We had five sacks. And, like, it's not like the Saints defense, our offensive line's terrible. We had five sacks. Duke Riley had the pick. I mean, that's, a a, that's what the Eagles defense does, though, right? They just – they get pressure on the quarterback. That's what they do. Isn't that what they've so, done all year? That's kind of not – they haven't done that all year. Right. I'll tell you that right now. We haven't done that all year. Um, and we started the year off kind of like that. I mean, the first couple of games we weren't that great, but then there was, like, a four or five-game stretch where the defense was actually showing up. And then it was almost like they got so worn out by Carson not doing anything that they just almost stopped showing up too. But now this is just like I said, when we played you guys last week, Hertz hits the field and then there's just this whole different energy. And like Doug keeps on going back to, he was looking for a spark, looking for a spark. And it's like, here's your spark. Um, the, one, the one thing I will say as far as the defense goes, we took a huge loss and Rodney McLeod, he's out for the rest of the year with an ACL yeah. there. And that's significant. He was kind of the leader of the defense on that side. I mean, I got a lot of a lot of uh, faith in uh, Jalen Mills, but I don't know who they're going to – I guess Kevon Wallace, who we got out of Clemson, he's going to have to be the guy to step up. But Josh Wett showing up all over again, two sacks. Javon Hargrave, two sacks. Fletcher Cox had a sack. I mean, the defense showed up and showed out. There was one point towards the end of the third, you know, kind of in the third quarter where it was like, eh, you know, Taysom had two back-to-back touchdowns. But it was just like – both of them, there was pretty good coverage, but it was uh, Seymour, I think, was the guy in on the both plays. He's a, I, the dude wasn't on the roster two weeks ago. I'll tell you that right now. We're just so beat up. So, I mean, if somehow we scratch our way into the playoffs, um, 
it would be kind of hilarious in a sense. I would, I almost think at this point in time, I would rather not make the playoffs just to have the better, the better draft capital. Um, if we, if we win the next two games and then lose to Washington to close, close up the year and Washington make the playoffs, I'd be very happy with that. I'm not going to lie. And if Hertz closes out the season looking good, um, I'd be very happy with that as well. Like I told you guys before the podcast, Doug Peterson's now 11 and two without Wentz. Um, 35, 32, and one with them. There's your sign, though. I mean, there's your sign. There's that's yeah, it's pretty significant. Um, so Eagles, so quick, quick jump in. Uh, so this is your hypothetical. This is the thing we we don't have a lot of time for playoff situations anymore. There's only three weeks left. The Eagles will have to win out, and Washington will have to lose the last games. Now, Washington, Um, no, I mean, if they both technically, if they both win the next two games it'll come down to who wins their game. Because of, of the, the tie, right? Because that Jilly? tie. Yeah, the tie. The yeah. thing, but Washington is that is six and seven. They're, they're a game and a half ahead of Washington, uh, Philadelphia, right? Nope, you are right. You are right. Here I was thinking oh, they're yeah, five, yeah, New yeah. York's five and So you're right, yeah. So, I which, mean. Which is a taller is task, but. Yep. We're both two and two in the division. Um, so, I mean, if, if Washington drops a game, it would make us even in a sense of say if Washington loses next week and we win next week, we're, I mean, realistically, basically even at that point. And then it would kind of come down to the, I, I hope if, if it all goes well for an Eagle fan, um, and this is this season, I mean, whether we make the playoffs or not, God, could you imagine if we make the playoffs and go on some wild playoff run with Hurts? Like how insane would that be? Kind of like, like the, the team uh, that's uh, currently Nicholson. four, eight, and one, and we're discussing playoffs. That's Wouldn't wild. that be hilarious? That's that's that twenty twenty right there for it's, you. Yeah, it's wild to think that it's even an option. I guess in an Eagles fan, like this is going to sound kind of ridiculous to say that you don't want to win the division to make playoffs, but I, I I don't like I really don't because we have I don't think we really have a chance in the playoffs. Um, I would rather have the draft capital at this point because, I mean, if you if we were to make it to the playoffs, we immediately go up ten picks like bang right like that. So right now we're top 10 pick. I would rather finish with a top 10 pick, go get uh, Smith from uh, Alabama or Chase from LSU as a receiver, um, take Hertz or not Hertz, take Wentz and flip him, Indy. Maybe get a, you know, Wentz at the end of the season is probably still worth at least a first round pick just because of what he has done. And he's a quarterback and he's young. I mean, you go it's get another a- first round pick. It's just the contract that's the like the biggest worry about it. Like the potential is right. there, but it's like you have to pay pay the contract. Yeah, a lot of teams right. really want to lock themselves into that. But the thing about it is, you got to think the the top two teams are going to both take quarterbacks. Bang bang. So you got Fields and Lawrence both gone. So then it's Lance after that. Somebody like Denver or something like that's definitely going to trade up into the top ten for Lance. Um, if they if if you got somebody that's got maybe two first round picks or two seconds, that's an easy trade for somebody like the Eagles to make or say like the Giants or the Cowboys. Well, speaking of the Cowboys, Dak apparently wants out and he wants to go to San Fran. That was the article I read the other day. Um, that was even on first take. But um, one of these teams is going to trade up and try to grab this other guy. Shoot, it could be Dallas that tries to take Trey Lance if Dak actually really wants out of there. And then at that point, you know, the the first three quarterbacks will be gone by probably the end of the top ten, um, probably for sure. For sure. The first two are – yeah, first two are going to be gone with the first two picks. And then after that, it, it's a pretty significant drop-off. And then it's like, you got these teams and it's like, who do you go get? But then it's like, okay, Sam Darnold immediately pops open because the Jets take a guy. 
Minshew, I mean, depending on how you feel about him, he pops open as a real, real realistic option. Wentz, another option. Jimmy G, probably an option. I mean, there's these guys that are movable, and it's like if, uh, if Rivers still thinks he's going to play next year, uh, if anybody wants to take a shot on him, there's going to be more quarterbacks that get moved by trade and free agency or something like that than there is drafted quarterbacks that start next year. Because I, I, I bet that I could really see it shaking out where Wentz is in Indy, Darnold is in San Fran, and uh, Stafford's in Denver. I could really see that next year. And then you got Lawrence in New York, and then you got uh, Fields in Jacksonville. I mean, that's that could realistically be how it shakes out in a couple months here. You know what I mean? I as long as Wentz doesn't end up in New England, I'm okay with him going somewhere else. That was Seth. That was another one that I read that uh, they thought that New England. No, don't even will it into existence. Let's I don't. I, it's something? already been. It's already been willed. I've gonna, seen it. It's out I'm gonna there. Say and something. I would just. I'm gonna say something. The top three. They were saying was Indy is number one easy, and then after that it would be um, either New England or Denver. I don't see Denver. I don't think John Elway will take a shot on Wentz. I just don't think the personalities match there. But I think somebody like Wentz, he'd be a really good fit in New England. Um, just what do you? That's the problem. Down. That's the problem. What, what do you think? Uh, uh, let's see. Pittsburgh swaps some picks and Juju for for Carson Wentz. What do you oh, say to that? I'd bite right now. I'd take that right now if I could. If I yeah. could get like a if I could get a top three round pick and then Juju for Wentz, hell yeah, I'm taking that. Uh, yeah, in a heartbeat. The thing about Juju is isn't his contract up at the end of the year, isn't it? Like yeah, you take his fifth year option. You might you have, have to, to resign like a sign and trade issue. Oh, he doesn't have a fifth year because he wasn't first round pick. My bad. Either way. But I mean, we you know, we could get into the draft topic forever. I can't that for some reason that's just like a guilty pleasure talking draft topics that's, for like three yeah, months. I was gonna say, right? But that's oh, we first, will. That's my favorite. What's January? Of well, we will. Of January. We will. Yeah. You know, February eighth, we will. They have to the Super Bowl. I, so the, I'll just round it out with this: Newton's not back in New England next year. No, um, definitely not. They're they don't think they're gonna make it with Stidham. There's no way. Um, I don't see. I guess I just don't really think. Steelers' offensive line's not good enough. Minnesota's offensive line's not good enough. So I don't see Wentz ending up in those two places because that was kind of the whole thing about him is the offensive line. So yeah. I, I truly feel like if he gets moved, I think it's going to be – Indy is by far and away the favorite. But New England – if there's two places where it's like I would love to see him end up, it'd be Indy for Frank Reich and then in New England. Just because in New England you know he's going to be a winner. I would, yeah. And I'm not I'm not out on Wentz the player. I'm just out on Wentz and Philly. As an eagle, I'm yeah. A, yeah, yeah, I'm I a think big we believer in. Yeah, I'm a big believer in. Sometimes the guy just needs a different. Big time. A different. There, yeah, he there's just needs no, a different a place to play. Yeah, there's no way that Philly can bring him back next year, especially if Wentz plays well, yeah. because there's no way you can First. sit him a hundred million dollar quarterback on the bench. I mean, this is For not going to happen. No. Um, to and my closing, it, my closing thoughts on the Eagles are, you, I think you take the playoffs if you can get them. But Washington is on such a hot streak right now, and they yeah, actually look like a good team. And they might – if all they have to do is win these next three games, winnable games. And then yeah. they're at a winning record. Well, the Seahawks is going to be tough. That's right. They I was going to say, that's your, that's your glimmering hope for Philly fans is yeah. they play Seattle the next week, and that's well, a toss-up game. Yeah, and we'll certainly so, get into that one. That will be a fun topic. But it's just like yeah. – who would have thought that an NFC East team could end up with a winning record at the end of the year? That's true. <laughs> right. Washington set the, up. 
to to close out Philly, the, the two things that I'll say, and this is more of like an end of season closing. The simple fact of Doug's record with with and without Wentz, um, that's one thing where he's got to be gone. And then the the team just looks so different when he's not on the field. Like they actually can move the ball. And then the last thing is, if Hertz keeps playing like this, you've got to move on from him. You have absolutely. To. You kind of have to already. You kind of have to already. Well, the almost. one the one other thing I would say is, if Hertz looks even starting caliber to finish the year. If you get rid of Wentz before the beginning of the next league year, you are only tied into the first year of his new contract, which is like $33 million. And if you, if you can flip him, you're out of the rest of that contract. And that's huge. I mean, that's huge, especially with the cap situation we're in. He's got to go cut Elshon, cut Peters, cut Jackson. Bang, your whole, your whole cap situation is diff- different real quick. So Big time. Let's move on. I'm done with yep. these guys. <laughs> wow, that's a record right there, ladies and there gentlemen. There you go. Whoever's I mean, listening out there, if anybody is, but all right. Yeah, we got it. If anybody is, I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, let's move on. We'll talk uh, Green Bay, Detroit, or Green Bay. Um, obviously, they won, uh, you know. Go. I was going to – do you have a question? Do you have a leading No, I was, I was going to kind of throw it out there, a question, obviously. You know, the headline, this is with Green Bay winning, New Orleans losing. Green Bay has the number one seed right now. They're technically number one in the NFC, but are they the best team in the NFC? You know, say Drew Brees is, you know, Drew Brees is the quarterback in New Orleans, obviously. Come playoff time, definitely. Not right now, obviously. But, you know, are they the best team in the NFC? I'm going to go ahead and say. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to – I don't even have that many notes on the Packers. I actually have one note. First, answer your question, yes, not by a wide margin because the defense is an issue. Special teams is a big issue. Thank God. We won't go there. My one note from the Packers-Lions game is, oh, Rodgers throws a touchdown pass to Devontae? Yeah, no shit. It's Sunday. Happens every week. <laughs> it's going to keep happening. It is now an NFL record. It is now an it's, NFL record for – It's Adam. insane. Insane. Can and I jump I, in on that? Can I jump in on that real quick? You can. I got, like I, I got, said, that's my only note. I got, so, I got – I probably actually got more to say about the Packers than you guys right now. Um Oh, I could talk Packers forever if you wanted me to. It, it's it's so, it's good up here in, in Dairy World, Jeremy. I think you guys got to walk on from Aaron Jones at the end of the year. I think you really got to walk from him. Jamal Adams didn't. Jamal Adams did, looked Jamal pretty Williams. damn good for only – Jamal, my bad. Jamal Williams, I was thinking Devontae Adams because I got a lot to say yeah. about him. Jamal Williams, he looked a lot better than 3.8 yards of carry. I'll say that right now. I think Jamal Williams could easily take over for Aaron Jones. And I think where he maybe loses is – Jamal Williams isn't totally, like, not an asset in the passing game, but I think he adds an element because he's a lot better short yardage running back than uh, Aaron Jones. He's just – he's got more weight to throw around. Now – For sure. Yep. I think but, you guys could actually lose Jones and get better. Um, now, what I'll say is Devontae Adams, there's a couple things. When he came out of Fresno, he wasn't known as this athlete that he is right now. Devontae Adams is a hell of an athlete. He might. Yeah. Did so you see I, that still, move? Did you see that move he made on the corner the, in the, the fourth quarter? The touchdown. No, move? not oh, well. I'm, that that one was good, but end of the fourth quarter, impressive. he he makes a move. It was Rogers threw it to him right away, and it was one on one, and he oh, makes a yep, yep. He jabs to the right, and then quickly yep. jumps back to the left for like a 15, 20 yard game. But he just made yeah. him look. He's you know, he was known for the run out after the catch, but not that that great of like an athlete. And that was one thing I'm watching the game and I was, I was watching it at Walmart or whatever when I was working. And uh, 
terrible well, Walmart, Walmart, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, wa- <laughs> I'm watching it with uh, I'm watching it with Donovan, which who, oh, and who said this? And we watched that first touchdown play, and I turned to him. I was like, he's a hell of a receiver. And Donovan said to me right away, he's like, he's really turned into an athlete. And right away, it kind of took me back to when he came out of Fresno because he played their car. He was not known as this athlete that he is now. And I, the one question I got for you guys is, is Devontae Adams the best receiver in the NFL? I think Owen and I have been saying it pretty much all year long. So this is what I'll say. Devontae made a catch this week and one last week where he doesn't let it into his body. He catches everything with his hands. And there's only two other guys in the NFL, or even maybe three other guys in the NFL, where you see that week in and week out where they catch it with their hands and it doesn't get in their body. And that's Hopkins, Julio, and Keenan Allen. Those are the guys that they always catch it with their hands. And, and that is not catch, that is not talked about enough, by the way. Is like, no, it's not. It's that's not. a big like handicap for a lot of guys catching with their bodies. But these top guys always catch with their hands. Rogers was talking about it like a couple weeks ago with uh, Alan Lazard, and that's why he, he trusts Alan Lazard so much in some situations is because he can throw it into a way bigger catch radius yep. to a guy that catches with his hands. And it's obvious with Devontae week in and week out. Right. The one thing I'll say about Devontae is I, I don't – and I'm probably going to mix up the week. But the one he catches it, and it's a low ball from, I mean, from Rogers. I mean, it's below his knees, you know. And he reaches out and he picks it up, picks it up with his hands. Is it's this bang, on Sunday? Like is this on Sunday? I don't think it was this. I, that one might have been last week. I he had know, one. Honestly. He had one on Sunday too. He was he was lined up on the it left been, and he and he did a quick out and Rogers yeah, threw it low and it he like pretty much picked it up off the ground. That's it. That's, that's it's just thing, incredible it that left. he did that. And, no. Yeah, and he just it's so smooth and he never seems like he's out of position to catch the ball. He never seems like he's out of position to make a move on the guy. He never seems like he's out of position to, like, break one off and score. And it's like, I've been so Hopkins and Julio for so long of being the best two receivers in the NFL. And one guy that I think is underrated in a top receiver in the NFL is Tyreek Hill, just because of he's so athletic. He's just, and yeah. He, he, yeah. He's just so damn athletic. But the thing about Devontae Adams, he, like, he might have hit his prime last year, and I don't think he's at his peak. And then the thing that Adams has got on the rest of these guys other than Hill – is Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is – like when you guys played Austin, it was against Slay. That first touchdown, there was no way Slay was getting to that ball. Adams has got such strong hands to go up and get it. He's, he's a big enough guy. He's always in position. And then the one on Slay where it was a face mask, whatever, but he's strong enough to get guys off him. And then Seth, like you said, the movie put on the guy in the fourth quarter there. And then the touchdown, he just runs away from everybody. And it's like he gets better every week, it seems. And uh, I – Yep, I'm every year. almost talking myself into it, and Zach and I were talking about it all day. I almost think I'm talking myself into it that Devontae is probably the best receiver in the NFL. Hopkins has these moments of, like, the, the, the one against the Bills, and Julio has just been the guy for so long that it's, like, he's hard to, to get away from. But Devontae and Rodgers are such a one-two. It's just insane. You know, yep. it's really wild. Yeah, I, I, th- I think – uh, to, to go on Devontae is he – I think what makes him the number one receiver or playing like it right now is he does it every week. It's week in and week out where with yep. DeAndre or with Julio, it's, you know, they could have a couple bad games. Now, like you just said, he has Aaron Rodgers thrown to him, so you know he's going to put up numbers every week because right. he's got he's got Rodgers where, right. you know, Julio's got Matt Ryan and DeAndre has Kyler Murray. So 
you know, obviously not no bad comparison. They're no. not bad, but they're not Rodgers. It's no comparison, really. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. You know, he's going to get 10-plus targets every week, so he's going to get his chance. That, that's a given. Uh, I think he's had 10-plus targets or double-digit targets pretty much almost every game this year that he's played, uh, which is crazy also because he's missed three games and he leads the league in touchdowns. What is, I it's, say crazy. To, it's crazy. I'm going I'm to just jump in and say one more thing about Adams. There's not a weakness in his game. He has no weakness in his, in his game at all. He's probably a better athlete than Hopkins. Um, and, I mean, I'm starting to think that more and more and more. And then he's better in the red zone than Julio. Like, that's not even close. Well, Julio's I think got he's got size on him, and he's just significantly better. But that, part of that's Rodgers. But, I mean, well, yeah. he's just way better than Julio in the red zone. Yeah, but I think he's I got just, everybody in the red zone, really, at this point. Right. It's, and, right. and who, I mean, Julio is just for obvious reasons. He's a top receiver. Just nobody does what he can do. Tyreek Hill, again, obvious among the top, top receivers. Nobody can do nobody. what Tyreek does. Yep. Uh, Hopkins is, is very, a much more complete receiver compared to those other two. So Hopkins and Adams, I would say, are very – They're similar. They're very yeah. similar in a sense, where there's not a weakness in their game. The, the difference between Adams and, and Hopkins is Adams gets better and better and better to where – I'm not going to say Hopkins plateaued, but Hopkins has also played with a lot worse quarterback play than Adams his entire career. That's you know? true. So but Hopkins was at his best with Watson in that final – those final year yes. or two. yep. And I mean, he'll probably have, I mean, Hopkins will probably have an uptick year next year with Kyler, you know, now to get even more on the same page. That's true. But I, I'm, I'm like talking myself into it that Adams is the best receiver in the league. The one guy that's like sneaky in there too is Diggs. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit here and say Diggs is the best receiver in the league, but he's a sneaky guy in there where he doesn't really have like a weakness in this game. Another guy that's up and two guys that are up and coming is, Justin Jefferson, who should be an Eagle. I mean, that guy will probably be the best receiver in the NFL. He's going to say years. that for Jefferson's Every whole career. Every S- week. Hurt, it, it'll hurt me till the day I die. Um, and then DK is another guy where he's just – DK's so dangerous. But um, DK's like, like, game isn't yeah. as well-rounded as – I think Jefferson is – Justin Jefferson, man, he's another guy. He doesn't really have – Okay, well, is. hold on. Let's just not hijack the Packers talk too much. Like, I agree. Justin no, I'm Jefferson. just talking receivers. Just talking I feel receivers. you. I feel you. Let's just – let's wrap up the Packers game, though, because two, – uh, Two things I want to talk about with the Packers before we yeah. move on. Um, not so much game-specific, a little bit, but is t- two guys who are coming into contract years, and I'm going to go against the green against both of you because I know – you've said it repeatedly that Jones needs to go and keep Williams, but I still say they need to keep Aaron Jones. And I think they're going to, because he just moved agents just, I think this morning they announced it. And he also said, he said previously, and I don't know if he said it today, but that he wants to stay in green Bay. Like he wants to stay here. So he might give them the, the hometown discount, as you could say, to stay in green Bay, because it's, it's a great spot for him and he's playing his best football. In Green and, Bay, yes, and, and I, you know they're you know they're going to take care of him too. Oh yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. I think they need to move on from Jamal because I think AJ well, Dillon can step into that role. Fair enough. See, here's an interesting note take, on that front. Hold on, go I ahead. just read on Twitter, uh, Packers reporter Jamal Williams has uh, his agent in Green Bay. And he just he just let it be known he like he just wants to retire a Packer he doesn't even want to do the negotiations this season. Jamal does. Aaron Jones, Jamal, Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams, Jamal which Williams. obviously throws in a little wrench into that like Lafleur 
uh, Gutekunst, Brian Gutekunst, GM Packers, uh, their offseason plan with A.J. Dillon, because that's like you got three running backs that could be starting anywhere. Really? You think Dillon, I mean, not, I, I so I was going to say I don't think that about Dillon. I think well, Dillon I'm, was the worst pick of you guys' draft last year, honestly. Well, a couple, a couple of teams would definitely, like, start him right now, to be honest, because, you know. He, he's got – I mean, the Steelers. He's got the potential to be <laughs> – I, I think he's got the potential to be a Derrick Henry type of guy because he's big like that. Oh, he's big and built. And he's got, he's got wheels. I mean, I'm not saying he's the next Derrick Henry, but I'm saying he's big like that and he's fast enough and he's physical enough to where he can be that similar mold. Now, I'm not so saying he I'm, is, so, so just slow you. down. I hear you, but I think, I think Dylan was like, that's a total head scratcher in that draft. First of all, when you've got – I mean, I mean where he was picked caliber. second round for sure because he's like a third Huge or fourth scratcher. round. Well, Seth, talent, not even but... that. Not even that. Like he wasn't a second round talent. You could have drafted a running back just as good two rounds later. But it's also just looking at your roster. Like, hey, we have Aaron Jones going into next year. We have Jamal Williams going into next year, possibly even in the year after that. And it's like where you're at in a win now situation with Aaron Rodgers. That pick could have been utilized way more. Like that was, I think that was the worst pick of the draft. Maybe. That's well, but that's fair. Uh, here's the caveat: yeah. is what what if Jones and Williams walk? Then you have nobody. So if Jones and Williams walk, running backs are a dime a dozen, man. I mean, at least you had a year out of the two of them. And I mean, you can draft a running back next year that's as good or better than Dylan when you actually need to draft a running back. I don't think you'd go grabbing a guy a year early where you See, can probably – like Owen just said, you could probably – even going into last year, you could have signed Williams pretty damn cheap. Aaron and they probably Jones, still could. They probably yeah, still yeah, could. They're going to, yeah. I, uh, I just I, – I think that Dylan pick was – I think it was kind of similar to what Howie Roseman pulls in Philly where you're trying to outsmart the room. But it's like you don't draft running backs that early unless you absolutely need one. Um, I – I'm a part. I'm a part of the group where I wouldn't draft a running back before the third round. Honestly, I just unless the guy's that good and you need one and you're that good of a team. But the Packers going into the draft weren't that good of a team. Love, I think, was a good pick planning for the future. But with the Packers, see, I think Love was the worst pick easily out of that. Well, I mean, I he, that's a great let, pick. That's let's great. break. Hold that, on, that's fair. Like all, both of the picks could be their future. You know, their future oriented picks. And we can argue the merit of it. We won't be able so, to see the fruit of the labor. I got, I got a question but on that one. That is where the problem lies in that pack, the Packers still have so many struggles on the defensive end that, you know, those two picks could have been used for firepower. And the Packers didn't necessarily get, get rich uh, or get better even really from last season personnel-wise, only in, like, you know, comfort and – cohesion with the head coach so that's the problem like you, you would have liked to see more improvement especially only beating the lions by the touchdown i wanted more it was still a good win it, it, here i come back to that is it's, so my second point is you know talking about the draft next year is they need to let king walk i think he has overstayed his welcome uh, he's shown that he is not going to be worth the money that he's probably going to get paid I mean, maybe, maybe he'll come back cheap because he won't get the deal that he thinks he will. But I think Josh Jackson can do everything King can do and more at this point. And then next year, they could go in and go draft a cornerback in the first round for him to be a compliment to Jair. So I think they need to let him walk because I think you he's – first two, You guys' first two picks next year have to be the opposite of last year. It's almost got to be defense-defense. 
It does. I, I it does. Go, because how, however the board falls, it's got to be pass rusher and secondary, whether it's, I don't care if which one comes first, which one comes second. That's got to be you guys the next two picks. And I, I think last year you could have got a really good corner in the second round. Now, corner is a place where you should stockpile, not running back. Running back is foolish to stockpile at, I think, because it's like they're just a dime a dozen. Like you don't plan – Owen, to what you said, you, you plan for the future with quarterback. So if you see one that you like and you think that you're going to groom them under a great quarterback, you grab them right away, bang. The Eagles and the Packers are showing why you do that. The Eagles more now than ever. But the Packers did that with Rodgers and Favre, so I get doing it again. Now, with a running back, nobody drafts running backs planning for the future. That's that's just foolish. You can't name off a team right now where a team grabbed a running back and then held him for a couple – other than Derrick Henry. That's okay, the one all right. You're yeah, simply talking Derrick Henry saying, and then Derek, the guy that's Derek most Henry's like Derrick Henry. Here's the, <laughs> yeah, but to say somebody's like Derrick Henry, I mean – we're not. Oh, we're obviously not saying that he's that he's going to be Derrick Henry ever in his life. Whatever. But here's the thing. I don't even know if Dylan might not ever be like a full year starting running back for the Packers. I'm being. Well, you're right. He might not. He might not. And you could say the same thing about Jordan Love. Is he might not ever throw a pass for the Packers as well? And he was a first round pick. But but okay. But to that point, Seth. We, quarterbacks are harder to find than running backs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're right. Yes, you are. The right. one thing I want to say about about the Packers is they. Are, are pretty well known to ease their rookies in and they take time. I mean, Rashawn Gary, who's playing a lot more this year, barely played at all last year. They're, they're pretty uh, prominent for taking their time with a lot of the young guys, a lot of their rookies. I mean, look at Robert Tanyan. He's now in his, I think, third year in Green Bay and he's exploding, but his first year, two years, he's done nothing. I mean, so many of their rookies, other than maybe Jair and Darnell Savage, who both started, I think, their rookie years, they're pretty ominous for bringing their slowly bringing their rookies in and getting them into the system and learning things like that. They're not a team to rush out these young guys and just throw them out there for the wolves. They take their time with these guys and they develop them and they coach them up. And I think that's why these year three, year four, they explode because, you know, they've had time to develop. I mean, Devante, it was what year three or year four, he exploded you know, you got all these players Rogers that can do same that. Thing, obviously. Exactly. As, I mean, it's, as it's evidence easy. right now, as, right now, uh, they have uh, two rookie to first year linebackers that are starting, or they're not starting over Christian Kirksey. Maybe they should. They Christian probably Kirksey should. looks like garbage. I wish he yeah. looked better. He just looks like garbage right now. That's just he looks slow. He looks slow. I would rather, yes, I'd rather take my chance with Kamal Martin, who has fire. He does. And he's missing plays. He'll miss some plays. I'd rather take those missed plays than Christian Kirksey just looking like concrete. So he gets I, so every week he get he's getting beat by a back. I mean, last week I think he had two pass interference for holding calls because he gets beat by the back coming out of the backfield, and he's supposed to, you know, supposed to guard against him, and right. he can't do it. So he pulls him or holds him because he can't keep up with the guy. Yep. Um, so to to what you guys were just saying there about holding the players back like that and, you know, giving them a year or two to, you know, almost like learn the NFL. It's easy to do that when you have two top 10 quarterbacks all the time, you know, that, yeah. that makes that pretty easy. Now to what you guys are talking about with Christian Kirksey and stuff like that, that might've been a miscue where like you guys grabbed a guy in free agency where you should have draft somebody instead. And I mean, I, I'm just going to stick to it. I think the AJ Dillon pick was so bad. I don't love, I think is a good pick for the future. Obviously you don't hit on quarterbacks as often as you'd have running backs, 
But that Dylan pick, you don't draft running backs that high when you have like desperate needs on defense. You know, I would say so. Uh, back to the the future free agents, Aaron Jones, Kevin King, those are big decisions that they have to make. You could say Jamal Williams as well. If you let Jones, don't forget Corey and, Lindsley either. There's there's get, so many guys. Anyways, you have yeah. you have to sign Corey Lindsley. He's just too good, and he'll be cheap because he's a center. But right. Uh, coming out, if you if if you let Jones and Kevin King go get their money elsewhere, these free agent receivers next year: Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller. Uh, let's see, I got AJ Green, who's got, got not much AJ, left in the two, tank, but two or less. Yeah, Allen Robinson, uh, Chris Godwin, T.Y. Hilton, kind of like AJ Green in that sense. Uh, there's another one, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, I would love to see. Corey, For the last like two Corey years, Davis. I've been saying him and Green Bay would be. He'll just get signed magical. back to Tennessee. There's Probably. no way. But here's the I, thing, now, Owen. Here's to, the thing. To that list, I think. I think the one you guys got the best chance on is Allen Robinson, hundred percent. Uh, and I think made, he'd probably be the best. He'll probably be the best fit. He but he's made a mistake. He made a mistake picking Mitch Trubisky uh, four years ago over Aaron Rodgers. Those were his like yep. two picks with Chicago Green Bay. He's not going to make the the same decision. I hope. That, Anyways, would be, that would be my betting guy on who ends up in Green Bay of everybody you just named. And I'm go ahead, Seth. Well, I was gonna say what makes me nervous is the Packers are they're a little more they're a little more aggressive, but they're still not going after like top top players. I mean, they did two years ago with Darius and Preston, but that was a once in a lifetime thing, pretty much. Is, yeah. Also, is you know, are they gonna have the money to do it? it they obviously they just signed Bakhtiari to this mammoth deal. They're going right. to have to re-sign right. Lindsley, and he's going to get probably three to four million. They're going to have center, to sign, yeah. you know, Jamal, who's going to get probably roughly the same. And then, you know, it's just are they going to have the, other, the money? Uh, Mercedes Lewis and Bob Tanyan. Too oh, big. they got to, yeah, they have. They to. gotta sign both of those. I mean, guys. I think I think Mercedes will go pretty cheap, probably veteran minimum. I, would I hope so. He's so good but, in that. Uh, other yes, than that, other than that, please God, let's move on. From from this game now. Uh, All right. That yes. Was fun. That was that was. All right. So let's quickly move through through some other ones because we are running long, of course. Um. Let's see. You got the Rams. Only because of those Packer notes. You guys always take so long on the Packers. Jeez. One Packer yeah. note. <laughs> one Packer here, note oh, turned into more. ten minutes. There's more. There's more. There's more uh, right here. No, I had one Packer note, and oh, then it evolved oh. into this Carson Wentz conversation, like it always oh, does. Oh. Like well, it always does. I think. Like it always. I think, I think I talked the most on Devontae Adams. There's a lot to say about that guy. No, he's okay. he's a really good talent. Um, he's best receiver in the game right now. Easily. All right. Let's move on to some other Not games. Not easily, quickly. but he probably is. All right. So uh, last Thursday night we had um, the the Rams put a pretty good beat down on New England. Uh, didn't really. That wasn't close at all. Rams looked good. Um, might be a top five team. We'll see. Um, have to be. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're, I think they're leading that division now. I, I know Seattle won, but I think they're leading that division still. Yep. Um, Can I ask something? Can I ask something real quick? Just, just going into our top five. Can, can I go last? Of course, Jeremy. You love to go last. Just... I, hey, last week I went first. I think actually maybe the last two weeks I might have went first both weeks. Okay. All right, yep. All right, continuing on, um, Tennessee, I know we kind of touched on a little bit, but uh, Henry goes over for 200 again. It, it's Henry's season. So, um, so 
Uh, so, too, what we were texting about with that game is, you know, Derrick Henry, like, to just close out as one of the best running backs, I mean, possibly of all time, what does the guy got to do to get there at this point? You know? Longevity. He's got to do it long- for – this is really year two for him starting, and he, he's making the most out of it for sure, but he's going to have to do it for yeah. probably at least five years. So I was going to say, yeah, I think it's year, year two starting, year three of actually putting up some, like, wild numbers. Um, I would say like a ring obviously always helps that, but, um, yeah, longevity at this point is going to be the other big thing, you know, but those guys, that team is just so convincingly good. Like Derrick Henry, 215 yards and two touchdowns, Tannehill, 212, two touchdowns. Definitely one of the best rosters in the league. That did you, thank you. Thank you. I've been saying that all year round, all year long. So AJ Brown, the one hand snag bang for a touchdown, uh, Jeff Swain, touchdown, Corey Davis. Corey Davis was the one that didn't really do anything this game. You yeah, know what I mean? here's the thing, like, with that is it's it's like every week. Uh, last week it was Corey Davis. This week it's A.J. Brown. Every week right. one of those two guys is going off. And who, what team what team out there can stop both of those receivers and then to throw in Henry? Who can stop all of that? They could really make, like, some noise in the playoffs because um, I don't think there's anybody that can match up with that offense. You know, you got, you'd have to get to Tannehill. You just – to beat them, it's going to just be like what the Browns did in a sense where it's just the full up front. You just got to go through and then stop. You got to stop Henry on the way to – Yeah, Henry. yeah. I do think the Steelers match up good with them. But other than that, like, I, they, they, they're not going to be a fun team to play against for sure. No. Steelers, Steelers defense would be a good matchup, but uh, Big Ben sucks. So <laughs> Let's move on. That, that, that's, that's a little harsh, but all right. They're struggling for sure. Uh, quickly, uh, moving on here, a couple other games. Um, Jets look like uh, the worst team again in football. Look like um, the Jets. They don't Damn even it. need to – they shouldn't even play. Anymore. I thought it was being tricky picking the Jets to stay within two touchdowns, and they couldn't even do that for me. Did you do yeah, that? Yeah, I know. We I both know and I both did. Yeah, we both. Oh, yeah. man, see, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, you I was know, definitely... can I throw – I want to throw in one note about that game. Sam Darnold don't look terrible. No, he doesn't. He doesn't look like the worst quarterback on the worst team. He like he looks like some poor guy that doesn't belong on that field with everybody else. And then I guess if I threw in one more note, like it's pretty obvious that you're throwing the season when you've got, you know, fifty six year old Frank Gore being your leading running back. Like what are you doing? Hey. Why is he even out there? Josh Adam and Ty Frank Johnson. Gore is so still much... a solid running back, right? Hey, I was also not not on the worst team. Josh would, Adam and Ty Johnson look way better than him. Either Their way, I was, also, show it. I was going to throw in that uh, the Jets would be dumb not to move on from Adam Gase. I mean, there's little rumors that they might not, but they're set up so good. They got Trevor Lawrence. They got whatever they can get from a Darnold trade. Like a new head coach would be like even one of the Huge. high profile ones, like Lincoln Riley or like what, someone big uh, to go to, to the New York Jets. And just be but, set, up, set up in a really good spot with with that. Maybe the Jets, you know, front office is just a total shit show, and that's why they never do good. But So, can I ask you something off that? If you're – say the Jets fire Gase and say the Jags move on from their coaches, which roster would you rather have? The Jets or the Jags? Yep. Sitting right now, obviously you, you assume that one of them is going to end up with Lawrence, one of them is going to end up with Fields. We kind of have an idea who's going to get who. But which roster would you re- – okay, so screw it. Just give Lawrence to the Jets and Fields to the Jags. Which roster would you rather have? 
if if they trade Darnold, you know, for a pretty penny in the offseason, I mean, I'd probably take the Jets. See, I think I'd take the Jags. I think the I think Jags would got take a better team right too. now. Yeah, I would too. I, even regardless of fields in a sense, I think I would rather take the Jags. That team is just like you got Chase on, DJ Chark, Cole, Chris Conley. I mean, some of these are a little bit lesser names. Yeah, I would say that you got Jets, a lot of talent. I'd say the Jets could even match up against that because Denzel Mims is showing signs. They got you know a, a burgeoning left tackle of the future, Mackay Becton. Mackay Becton's probably yeah. That's not even a joke, Seth. Don't you laugh at Mackay Becton? No, you a lot. that's no, no. I just that's it's not just how big he is. He covers I, I, the whole state of New York. It is so. true. And then Quinn and Williams on the defensive. They line do have team. some young pieces on defense. I'll say he can't that. he but can't so, be blocked. So to that one point that you just made. You named off the one and only good offensive lineman they have. Now, don't get me wrong. He's going to be the best left tackle in a couple of years here. There's no doubt in my mind. And then Quinn and Williams, the one good defensive lineman they have. But, I mean, I can flip through the Jaguars roster and name off, like, really good pieces. You know, like, there's some really good players here. Well, we'll James see Robinson. You know, I, I just think the Jets right now have a lot better of a roster. But I think the Jets in a – their front office and the decisions they make, that, that's probably that's, just – That's where yeah, it is. I, was, so like, I don't know what probably, kind of trickery is going on there, but either way – It'll it'll probably turn into Bortles all over again where they make a run and then they sign the wrong guy and they're crap again. There we go. Let's get all in. Right. Uh, Seth, Seth, hold on. Can okay. I pick a game, please? Sure, go ahead. The Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles Chargers deserve each other. There were three interceptions <laughs> in the last four minutes – they're the same exact team. Chargers have great uniforms, by the way. Atlanta does not. They do. Does not. And then what was it, halftime? Uh, when uh, the Chargers were – they were driving down. They got in position for a field goal. And then Anthony Lynn, he was just trying to pass blame on everybody else for this. But they were just, like, struggling. Like, uh, are we staying on offense? No. Are we kicking a field goal? Yeah, let's just rush the field goal unit out there with with time running down like five seconds left and let's set up for a field goal and he's sitting there on the sideline just like yelling at everybody like what are we doing what are we doing no that is you dude that's you They're, it's <laughs> the chargers trying to find a way to lose is what they were doing they did oh and i would and i would won. say i would say anthony lynn deserves the falcons but the chargers and the rest of that doesn't deserve that. No, they don't. I mean, that Herbert. one Herbert, the one Herbert touchdown, uh, the one, the, I, the Herbert pick was as easily on him as it was on the receiver. Um, it wasn't that like egregious where it's just like he blatantly threw it to the guy. Herbert actually played a pretty decent game. I mean, he was at like under 200 yards until the end of the fourth quarter and he got one touchdown, but he was without Mike Williams. So he didn't have his, you know, high point guy. Austin Eckler had a, a really good game all the way around. Um, and then Keenan Allen, best route runner in the game. I mean, 11, nine t- catches on uh, 11 targets. But, like, uh, I think a big part of that was not having Mike Williams. And they weren't really, like, throwing the ball down the field. Uh, there was one point in that game when I was watching it, and uh, jo- uh, Justin Herbert was uh, – he was averaging – it was, like, five and a half yards per throw, like, late in the fourth. Like, it wasn't yeah. much. But, I mean, other than, you know, Kelvin Ridley catching the pass from the receiver, this is, like – 10 to 20, you know, it's just a boring game. I mean, Herbert, don't get me wrong, other than getting New England, like, totally taking him out of it, I think Herbert's really something to build on, but you have to get rid of Anthony Lynn. Otherwise, yes, he's going to ru- ruin yeah, what right. could be – he's going to ruin what could be a great career. Yeah, you really do. Yep. The, and then, the Chargers right. got pieces. They got pieces. They have the, 
they're in a tough division, and I think all four of those teams could be good next year. Um, but, yeah. All right, so any other games we want to talk about before we move on? Just one quick note on each game. That's it. Colts, yep, let's line, through. Colts offensive line starting to dominate games now, so that's a playoff team. Yep. I mean, they, I mean, they beat the Packers. That was a great game for them, but the O-line on all fronts is just dominating. Jonathan Taylor looks good again. And Vegas has lost the last three or four. There's a, there's a stat for you. They're sunk. They're gone. I can't, yeah, I they're can't see yep. them. I can't see them doing anything in the playoffs if they make it. Uh, the other, the only other one I had was like, Giants are trying to make a playoff push. They tried to rush Daniel Jones out. Shouldn't have played. They shouldn't, shouldn't have played. played. He should not have played. Yeah, it was a mistake. They would have did better. Don't agree more. Yeah. Well, and, and then, then look at what Reddick, Reddick, those uh, five sacks, three forced fumbles. That's wild. That is wild. They showed up. So Cardinals can have we, some bright, bright spots. So can we talk about? Can we talk about the Buccaneers Vikings just for a smidge minute? Um, smidge minute. Let's I just go. Wanna, just a smidge minute. Delvin Cook, um, I mean, other than Henry, the best running back playing right now, obviously Christian McCaffrey's hurt, but Delvin Cook yep. easily. I mean, Henry's got the big moments, but Cook has got the consistency all year round. Yep. Uh, Kirk is starting to get it together. Amir, Amir Abdullah is starting to really look like a number, you know, good number two. Um, Justin Jefferson, probably the quietest game he's had all year. Did have some big catches in this game, though. Um, it was mainly about, you know, Tampa taking their top two guys out. Tom Brady's first touchdown pass looked like Tom Brady of like five years ago. Like that was a hell of a throw. First time in like Um, three weeks. Yep. Yep. I mean, that, that was just like a big throw in a big moment. Like it was, it was, it really looked like Tom Brady of five years ago. Ronald Jones is quietly one of the top five running backs in the league. I think that guy is really, really good. Um, Mike Evans, three for 56, not huge. Antonio Brown seemed like he started to kind of really get involved. Uh, Scotty Miller was the touchdown on that big throw, and then Gronk had the short yardage one. But uh, Tampa's defense just kind of showed up and really kind of quieted down that Minnesota offense. Um, Their linebackers linebackers are so good, dude. Yeah, I will. The defense, yeah, it's really – they played really well. in the league. I thought after – so, Dan Bailey, though, I mean, holy crap. That's the, the story. The Vikings – yeah, that's the storyline. So, the Vikings march down on that first drive score. Dan Bailey misses the extra point. Um, they shut – they stop Tampa on the first drive. And then right after that, it's – I mean, Minnesota marches right down, and they, like, missed the field goal. And it was – their first couple of drives, they just marched, and then it turned into Dan Bailey just, like, playing for the Buccaneers and then – it's Tampa, like, Tampa just started to snowball them a little bit. It's you like know? the Viking sideline is like, oh, we're just going to lose this game then. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, you know, it's, get, it's getting to the point there is like um, the Vikings defense has a decent amount of talent on it, and it's really not showing up. And it's starting to get to the point is, is Mike Zimmer is, you know, is his butt starting to get a little warm? Because, I mean, he don't look like this great defensive mind that he was, you know, once thought, thought to be. Um, and, I mean, they've got some real talent on offense. Delvin Cook and Jefferson are two guys that you can move on with and, like, be a top-scoring offense. I mean, do you move on from Kirk? Do you move on from Zimmer? Do you rebuild that defense? I mean, I know they got guys hurt, but they should be doing better than having 45-year-old Tom Brady put up 26 points on them like that, you know? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, they didn't – like, there wasn't really huge stats on offense for the for the Bucks. So, I don't no. know. I, that's my Viking notes for the for it because, like – I watch them a lot more because, like, Eagles passed on Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, so I, I watch those guys. <laughs> you you got to move on, Jeremy. You got to move on. That's all, I'll get there. We got Miles Sanders, so I'm all right with that. But, I mean, until we 
until we go get Smith from Alabama, I'll probably still be hurting. For you guys Jefferson. have something the Vikings will never have. So just, just never. take that. Never. Never say never, Seth. But You're right. Never say never. You're right. All right. Anything else, Owen, before we, nope. uh, before we go? All right. Let's so let's move rank. on. Let's, let's rank some powers, huh? So uh, let's move on to our top five A and B. Uh, I think this week probably our top four teams are probably pretty much the same, probably in the same order. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how harsh Jeremy is. I might, but I might, I'm going to mess that up for you guys. I'm sorry. Probably. Probably. We, we all know where that's going. Um, Owen, you want to start off? You want me to start off? Yeah, with you know, give us the honors, huh? You know what, Seth? I will start off. And you know what? The Pittsburgh. No, I'm just kidding. Kansas City oh, Chiefs. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, number one, obvious. They're they're a tier of their own. I would say the next three teams are probably in the same three. I'm gonna say the next four teams are in the same tier, but I'm gonna rank them as such. Ooh. Green Bay Packers. Ooh, let's like go. It. Let's go. I'm ready. They're a step ahead of everybody else. It's Chiefs, Packers, and then it's a drop-off, I think. The offense is too polished. Uh, the defense has issues. I wish the special teams wasn't such an issue. If it wasn't such an issue, we'd be winning. These one-score games would be two-score games. Anyway, next team, Buffalo Bills. Let's like go. I'm a Bills fan now. I just They're just so likable. I, I might be just reading into the to the likability, but I like uh, their complete team. They can beat the Chiefs, in my opinion. Um, they're not going to be able to see them in Buffalo, but they beat the Chiefs. I think they can beat the Chiefs. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying if there is a team that can beat the Chiefs in the AFC, it's probably Buffalo. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, until Pittsburgh figures it out. Uh, next team. Then I will say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this number four? This is number four. Uh, just, I mean, Bills over Pittsburgh, they got the head-to-head. Uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, the defense is so good and obviously the best defense in the league that it's such a shame that the offense is having its struggles. But maybe this is the time to have your struggles. Figure it out. Uh if they were winning these past two games, if they were doing good enough to win those games, um, they'd be the they'd be number one. But now they're doing now they're starting to lose games just based off of drops, bad play calling, can't run the ball. Again, it's like I don't even think it's Big Ben's fault. He looks bad because he he's in a sh- just a really shitty position. Um, that's four. Okay, now we're at five a. Could be either way. I'm going to go Rams 5A. I like the Rams. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. But I like the Rams. They're better than the Saints, though. You uh, think so? I think they're better than the Saints. The see, Saints The Saints scare me. Just I don't want to sue your thunder, but I think if no. the Saints get Drew Brees back, the Saints are a better team than what we played them in week four or five or whatever that is. And I think the Saints scare me because that defense is definitely playing a lot better than it was before. So I think the Saints scare me the most because getting Drew Brees back, that's a complete team in my opinion. But go ahead. I agree. I agree. So this is what I'll say is uh, the Saints look more beatable than the Rams now. 
The Rams have shown uh, – I mean, Ramsey's starting to play out of his mind. Donald's always playing out of his mind. If the offense just runs the script, like Sean McVay's pointing to the script, like, Jared, Jared, just run the script. Just run the script, man. Just read it. Just read just it. Read it. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods healthy. Uh, Cam Akers is starting to own the running game right now. Uh, the Rams just look good. The Saints have proven themselves to be beatable. I'd rather, as a Green Bay Packer fan, I'd rather play the Saints in the NFC Championship than the Rams. I, will I almost agree said with the, you. I'll agree with you on that because it would be in Lambeau at this time, and Drew Brees outside, you know, not in a dome, in crappy weather, snowy, cold, with that yeah. arm. I'd re- yeah, you're right. He, I would. He, it's it's like Avengers. He just like. Roger snaps his fingers, he turns to dust. Like his ribs are gone already. He just, he's an old, frail man. He won't be able to take it. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to go. The Saints, even though the, the Packers Saints have the same record, right? So yeah, tie 10 3, 10 the, 3. Yep. The Rams are a game behind, but I still just think they're a better team. You want to recap that list for me real quick? Did bud? you give a 5B? Who was 5B? Wasn't that the, the Saints? Oh, you yeah. okay? I didn't know. That's sorry. That's what I'm trying to say. I that was leading okay. into like I have to put the Saints in there because they're still ten and three. But uh, Chiefs, Packers, Bills, Steelers, Rams, Saints. Seattle has kind of come back in the conversation. Tampa Bay is always lingering. There's, oh, and there's one team. I'm obviously going next, so I'll, I'll reveal it here in a minute. But there's one Browns. team that you're missing. I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I just. It's. It. Anyways. All right. So my top four quickly. My top four are the exact same as Owen. So I won't spend a lot of time on that one. KC, Green Bay, Buffalo, Pitt. Um, the one thing with KC, I, I almost wanted to do a one A one B with KC and Green Bay because I think the last couple of weeks KC has been vulnerable and they've been shown they can be beat. Obviously, we know that with Green Bay because of their special teams and their defense in the fourth quarter always seems to give up a kajillion, kajillion yards and always seems to get them back in the game. But KC has shown that they can be beat. And uh, I think it's close there. I think the Bills are a close three, but uh, and we all know we've talked about Pitt enough. So, all right, so I'm going to go 5A quickly is the Saints because I think even though they lost to Philly, uh, which was a good loss, for us. Um, but it, I think Drew Brees coming back, I think it's a complete team as I just mentioned before. And I think they could be easily be the best team in the NFC and one of the best teams in the NFL. So I I still have them there. Uh, and five B, this is where it's interesting. This is the team that I can't believe you left out. It's not the Rams obviously, uh, but it's Tennessee. No, Tennessee, Tennessee. I think you, can't believe I let him out. Can't oh. believe you left him out after what okay. they did and how Derrick Henry is playing. I mean, you know, last week against Cleveland or whatever, but I mean, a complete team as well, a top, a top five roster or however Jeremy wants to say it. But I mean, when Derrick Henry's on his game, that team, I think that's the team that could beat Kansas City because I think they can play ball control. I think they can run it down Casey's throat. Casey doesn't have the defense to slow Henry down. Uh, they they could be the one to beat them because they keep Mahomes off the field. Um, so I had to get Tennessee in there. If Cleveland would have beat, um, if Cleveland would have beat 
Baltimore last night, it probably would have been Cleveland, but they lost. So I had to throw Tennessee in there because I think, I think they could be a very dangerous team. And I think they have weapons around Tannehill as well. If Henry does struggle, they have Brown, they have Davis, uh, they have John U. Smith. So I think in that's an average a t- in an average defense. Hi, Tiffany. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it, it's a, it's it, above average. I wouldn't say it's average. I think they have pieces. Well, would Jadavian Clowney maybe? I don't know. But uh, well, Noah so, Dory Jackson. Oh, there. Well, you go. no, 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 no. Jadavian, remember he's out for the year, so we don't. Right. That's that. that's what I'm saying. Like without Jadavian Clowney, I don't know. I, so you're saying that obviously you're you're saying you begrudgingly put the Rams at like your like your seven, right? Your next up. You, you pretty much, yeah, they're right there. But you like ten, like you like you like Cleveland better than even the Rams. You know, if they would have pulled it off last night, yes. Um, the Rams. I agree with that, good. Seth. I couldn't agree with that more. If the, if the Browns would have pulled it off. They would be in my in my top five. They would be one hundred percent. They would be in my in my six too. Just out of like that's such here's an the thing. Win. Like after the top four, like the next four teams, you could argue to be right there. You know, it's it's so close. You could put Baltimore even in there now. You could discuss yeah. Indianapolis. You could discuss maybe even you said Seattle again. They won. So I mean, there's so many teams that you could throw in there that you can make an argument for. It's tough. I mean now. Now, I agree with your Tennessee take in the fact that, like, Henry's just going to stomp all over teams. And that's how it was last season. And their team, their team around Henry is even a little bit better than it was last season, the one, even the one that beat the Patriots in the playoffs. But I just um, – I think it's my Packers brain, and I envision this Rams matchup. And I even said it last week at both the Packers and the Rams that I think – Rodgers and that offense matches up good against the defense, but it still scares the shit out of me, especially compared to the Saints or anybody else in the NFC. Like, it's the Rams that I don't want to play in the playoffs. You're right, because I think that defense could shut the Packers down. Um, But it's – Jared Goff, to me, is the biggest question mark because he could either easily – I don't even want to say win the game for the Rams because I don't, he doesn't necessarily do that, but he could easily lose it for him though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just said, if he's not reading the script, if he's not following everything McVay does or says to do that, then that team is completely different. It, it kind of falls on his shoulders almost because the defense is going to keep him in. The defense isn't going to screw up and give up 40 points to a team, not even green Bay. Or I don't even think really KC maybe. But, I think they – I mean, I mean they could. They, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, Us. like, it, it, it's so all – Seth, you want to recap your – you want to recap your list real fast? Yeah, and then you can go. Uh, top four are the same as Owen, so you can copy that down. 5A ahead, New Orleans, and 5B ahead, Tennessee. So, uh, we're all really close. Our top threes are all the same. Our four is where it gets different. Uh, of course, um, of course. He's so I'm bullish. totally out. Yo, I'm totally out on that because their you're defense. Put, you're putting the Saints above them. So I think he, I think you might have Tennessee at four. Or no, so I so badly so set. And listening to you just talk about the Titans kind of makes me feel foolish because I want them in there so bad. But everything Owen says about the Rams, I totally agree with. And the Rams are in the NFC where there's really only two other teams. 
and the Titans are in the AFC where everybody's good besides for like three teams. Even so, like Baltimore, Cleveland, Indy, the yeah. wild card is like a hell of hell. I of have life. my top five A and B, and then I have one layer and then a second layer. And it's like in those two other layers, there's only one NFC team. So Chiefs have been my number one all year round. Uh, Packers have been my number two for a while now. And then Bills are kind of my easy number three. They're catching fire. They've been playing good all year round, and now they're catching fire when they need to catch fire. Um, Saints are my four. I'm going Saints at four just because I feel like once Breeze gets back, um, Breeze might come back. Oh, and I got to say something real fast. Your cat in the background is just hilarious. Is that what you were taking a video of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, she is just going crazy. I love it. Um, So the Saints are my four just for the simple fact of Alvin Kamara and that offense. The Saints defense, they got caught off guard by basically Taysom Hill 2.0 and Jalen Hurts. Um, They didn't – I mean, that game could be just like a a little asterisk on the end of the season. So Saints are easily kind of going to be my four because I don't see them dropping any more games like that. Uh, Especially when Breeze comes back, they might catch fire. Bang. You know, that might be their their spark right at the end of the season. An old quarterback like Drew Breeze, that could just be the little bit of a break in the year that he needs to kind of – run himself through the playoffs. So I'm going to go Saints for five. I'm, I'm right with you, Owen. Um, I think the reason the Rams scare you is because that's the team that can shut down your Packer offense. Um, Aaron Donald is exactly the right type of pressure you want on a quarterback like Rodgers or something like that. And then Jalen Ramsey's the type of cornerback that can take a guy like Devontae out of the game. Um, um, so I'm going to go Rams. Not totally take him out. But okay, it matches right. up really well. Matches up really well. You can see just me interrupting you right there. That's that's my scared brain where I'm like, yeah, well, I yeah. think I think Rodgers will be able to do good against that defense. I think Devontae will be able to get his his like 80 yards and a touchdown off of Jalen Ramsey. But yep. it's still, yep. I'm just like, I just, I just cringe. I can't. They've got they got pieces in the really important parts that are just really talented. And then the, they don't really have any weak points other than Goff. And it's like McVay can make up a play a game plan to kind of hide Goff. And those running backs are all starting to show up. They got one of the best one-two punches at receivers in the league. And the defense has got talent at the right spots. My 5B, this is where I really wanted to just say to you two, but I can't do it. Um, I would have I would have really questioned your sanity to not even so, have Pittsburgh in your top five. Now let me explain some top six, okay? Top six. Whatever. A and B. All right, we'll go there. Chiefs, Packers, Bills. My A and B would be Saints, Rams. I think those two are even. Okay. I think they're really right, even. Right. And then Pitt, I think, is a step below. So I think Chiefs are top. I think Packers are right there with them. It's a step down to the Bills, but the Bills are a better roster than both of those two teams above them. But Josh Allen isn't going to just win a game like Mahomes or Rodgers do. Um, so the Bills roster, I think, is better, but I don't think they're as crazy as it sounds. They have a better roster, but they're not as good as a team, in my, in my opinion. Saints, Drew Brees, I mean, once he comes back, that keeps them there. The Rams, like I said, the, the talent, the top-end talent they got. And then Pittsburgh, I mean, I don't know. Watching what Josh Allen did to that defense, it almost like – in my head now, I'm just sitting here like, well, Pat Mahomes is going to do that for sure. You know what I mean? Pat Mahomes is definitely going to do that to the, to the Steelers. So, they're, I've been saying it all year. I just – I'm not done. And that offense gets worse every week. Now, where I put my two right below – so, that's my top five A and B. But right below it, Titans, Colts, really close. If the Steelers lose this week, I think they're out of it for me, for sure. 
Like, I think they're for sure out of it. Titans and Colts are right there, I think. And I would even say the Titans, the way they're ascending, are better than the, the Steelers. And then right below it is Browns, Baltimore, and Seattle. Like, the AFC is really tight. Like, really, really There's tight. There's a lot of good teams there. Yeah, and it's, it's mainly – and then, I mean, like, the Dolphins would be the next team. I would stop there. So, like, in the top five A and B, I have three NFC teams. But then if I did, like, the next six, there's one NFC team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where do you have Tampa? I'm just curious. Tampa, I think, would fall right, right after the Dolphins to me. Tampa's too hit and miss. Like, yeah, they beat up on the Vikings, but um, they've just got more talent all the way around than the Vikings. But I, I'm just not – I'm not big on Tampa. Like, they, like they did – they did really well. Like the defense played really well, but it's still that that game would have been completely different had Dan Belly made his kicks. You know right. What I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be honestly like just looking at it, just kind of flipping through these. I'd be more worried about a team like for sure Seattle, but I would be more worried about a team like Arizona than Tampa, in my opinion. Like they're just more dangerous. Like Tampa's not bad. Um, I honestly think that the problem there is Bruce Arians. I don't think it's Tom Brady. I think it's Arians. Um, I don't think. I mean, Brady. Brady off- sure ain't bringing a whole lot right now, though. No, he's not. He's not at all. I mean, he made a couple throws like that first touchdown to Scotty Miller. Like that was like classic Tom Brady. Like back with Moss. Now, obviously, it's different, but that was that type of throw. Like it looked good, everything. Um, but ju- there's just something about Tampa in my head where it's like they could really suck next year. You know what I mean? Like, that could be a total dumpster fire next year. I think they, they'll probably limp into the playoffs just because the – I mean, the NFC West is going to beat up on each other, and then the NFC North isn't going to really push anybody else out. So, Tampa's yeah, Tampa's gonna, getting in. Tampa's going to get in. Yeah. They're getting in, but I think they could get embarrassed round one. Like, if Tampa plays somebody – like, I don't know how it's lining up right now. But if they play, like, you guys or, like, the Rams and or even, like, honestly, like, Washington, they might get embarrassed in the first round because Washington's pass rush could make Tom Brady look like crap. I think it's, lined up, the, it's lined up as if uh, – The Rams would play Tampa again. Tampa would host – the Rams would host Tampa, yeah. Yeah, Rams would host that, Tampa. That could be a bad-looking game for Tampa. Like, that could look really bad. Because the Saints will play the Cardinals right now. That's how I'd line okay. up. I, I just don't see – I don't see Tampa winning the game in the playoffs. I'm kind of out on them. Um, I don't know. They're way too inconsistent. Like, one week they can show up and look fantastic, and then the next week they can look like one of the worst teams. I, I think that they'll probably be a one and done in the playoffs. But that's this, definitely, yeah, my this, top five A and B. This current playoff structure for this year, I hope they keep it. It's so much fun. It that, is, just it that one fun. extra wild card game, mainly for the AFC, but just like thinking of the matchups is like. And, and it really makes that number one seed that more important. I mean, like, because right. it's right. your only by home field advantage where typically it's like if you get the number two seed, it's almost the same as number one. You're just, you know, you're just hoping for that one seed to lose so you can yeah. host the NFC or the championship game. But it's like, getting that number one seed now, like that really means something because you're, you're the only team that has a buy only team with home field advantage. You're for sure hosting two playoff games. So I think I, yeah, I agree. Uh, it would be nice to keep it this way. Uh, it makes things more interesting. 
it I think, welcomes uh, in it, it welcomes in more average teams that maybe shouldn't be in the playoffs so much. Not really this year because of how the AFC looks. Right. But right. But with the way the NFC looks, um, you know, you could say the Cardinals are maybe a playoff team. I don't know. The, well, that's the thing is, like, the way it looks right now is, like, there's a lot of potential playoff teams. This next three weeks will be really telling. And we'll probably get to the point where, like, okay, there is six, like, for sure playoff teams on each side. And then one extra, that's your real wild card, that seven seed. So, it'll be to, fun. I love it. To what you said there, Seth, there's a lot, like, in the NFL, there's a lot of teams that are – a lot closer to eight and eight than they are to, you know, 14 and two. Um, so it, it kind of weeds out and adds, it, it weeds out the bad teams in a sense, because I guess it, it really makes it really good to go out there and win as many games as possible. So you can get that number one seed in that buy. And uh, it's just, it's quicker to get rid of teams in the first round. I, I like it though. Cause I mean, obviously it's more football, but like, it's definitely know, entertaining. It, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah, it and is. It, and it, it is. And it makes like week 17 also matter more where like right. typically half the teams are just like, it's whatever the season's over, who cares anymore. Uh, it right. definitely adds more to like the last week or two of the season. All right. The best, the best part about it we're, we're going to get is the AFC, this AFC playoff bracket's going to be really good. You're right. Yeah, it is. That That's very interesting. Cause you have, you're, you're going to have two teams that are, probably playoff worthy who are not going to be in where if they were right. in the NFC, they'd probably be in. So, right. All right. Owen, you ready? Seth, I'm ready. All right. Let's it's the moment everybody's been waiting for every week. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the line. Is right. We got a great slate here for you. I think even better than last week's slate. There were a lot of like, more over one possession games last week. Let's get some close games this week. Let's figure some stuff out with these potential playoff teams. Do we want to go short points? Like, let, we'll just try, try to fly through these ones a little bit this week. I agree. How All did right. we do last week, Owen? I, oh, I'm yeah, excited to hear. I probably didn't do as well. It's kind of like a, a test in college. You know, you always feel like you do well. Oh, yeah. You get, and you then you just know. bomb it. But So here we go. We were all basically average. <laughs> I went eight and eight. Jeremy and Seth go seven and nine. <sighs> right? It felt it felt like it should have been better, but there were a lot of games like I mean the Jets not didn't go how I hoped. Green Bay didn't go how I hoped. Uh, New Orleans, I was so sure was gonna beat the hell out of Jalen Hurts, and then Jeremy gets to rub it in my face that I was wrong. Uh, there's there were just some bad beats. You know what I mean? I mean picking Bill Belichick over the Rams was like a you know, it was a fun pick. Did, but the did we all pick Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo wasn't favored, right? I would assume Pittsburgh was favored. Pittsburgh was favored by two and a half. Jeremy is the only one that picked Buffalo. Yeah, I figured. Yep. What a surprise. Yep. What a surprise. We won. We, we and probably lot... picked the Jets to beat Pittsburgh at this point. <laughs> I would. I think I would. The line would probably be 14 points, and, yeah, you probably would. I would uh, take that. But either way, records for the year, I am 47 and 41. Jeremy, 43 and 45. Seth, 42 and 46. Gosh. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's three let's weeks make, left. Let's make probably up some not, ground here. Probably not pick the Steelers anymore, huh? <laughs> you know, it depends on who they play. We'll Fair see. Fair enough. Who do let's they play go. this week? 
Uh, we'll get there. They're the we'll get, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All They're right. actually the last game we're going to talk about. Oh, Monday night. Ooh, exciting. They live it's on a Monday bad, night. It's a, night. it's a bad Monday nighter, though. We got first game Thursday night, the Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are favored by three and a half points, which is actually kind of a close game. Uh, some quick stats. They're, they're very even. When it comes to against the spread record for the year, Chargers six and seven, Raiders seven and six, just like their actual record. Chargers at the Raiders, Raiders favored by three and a half. What do you got? I'm going Chargers. Cover the spread. Chargers. Chargers. Give me the Chargers, he says. Go Chargers. So, you, got the, you, got the, you got the injury report by chance? Your, no. your injury report last week was really good, so I don't know. Really bad, so I don't know why I'm relying on you. But the ES the ESPN injury report was very bad. I agree, it really went off. But uh, if uh, I think if Mike Williams plays in this, they for sure take it. Um, without he's him, currently questionable. He's currently yes. questionable at this time. That doesn't really say much on a Tuesday night. So, right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chargers to cover that. I think. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. What do you think, Seth? See, you know, all of me wants to say Las Vegas is going to take this because it's a home game. If they want any chance of making it to the playoffs, they need to pick it up here now. Is Jacobs back? I guess that's another one. He did he play last week. Last game. He is oh, did he play last back. week? Yeah, he did. didn't do anything, but he played. Yeah. Suffering an ankle injury, he has been limited practice this week so far. Uh, we got here's some here's some of the bigger injuries. Jonathan Abram, starting safety, is still not participating. Uh, a couple starters on defense, not as important. Josh Jacobs is limited. On the other side, Keenan Allen is limited in practice. Uh, Keenan Allen is always hurt, man. Yeah, that's for. I mean, he's an old man. They give him some some, some rest in the the week. Give, give I, me the Chargers. Before you oh, finish, give me the Chargers. Oh, I just, I just think the way Las Vegas defense is playing and how good that Chargers offense can be, I think can keep it close and even maybe pull it off. So. I think this game is going to be sign of the future between these two. I think Herbert's going to show up, have a big game, and I think Carr is going to look very average. I think this Chargers That's take fair. this pretty easy. I think it's going to be a sign of the future. I was almost I was almost worried about injuries, but Keenan Allen is trending upward. Brian Balaga is still not participating for a concussion. Austin Eckler is trending upward. Hunter Henry trending upward, and Mike Williams trending upward. Joey Bosa also trending upward. So you know, talking about real quickly talking about a player to let go a year early than a year late. Brian Balaga, as good as he was in Green Bay, and as much as I love that guy it was time for him to go and it, it's showing this year. I, he, I think he's barely played for uh, San Diego. Yeah, that's true. And he's been so good. Or so Los Angeles. Sorry, not San Diego. Yeah. Oh, San Diego Ooh. charges. Uh, Diego. Yeah. We'll, we'll lock it up on the chargers. I have no faith. In the hey, right that's now, the so. first one. It took us how long last week to do that. Let's lock it up. Let's lock it Probably up. The last game. Giddy up. Uh, Buffalo at the Denver Broncos. Buffalo riding a high right now. Give me Buffalo. They're, they're favored by six and a half points at Denver. I'll now remember, Denver, one of the, the better home field advantages uh, in the league. 
I'll take – give me Buffalo. I'm still taking it. Give, give me Buffalo and that quarterback that John Elway would love to have on his roster. I will you take know, Josh Allen. I think – you know, I think a lot of teams would take Josh Allen right now. Maybe a couple – you know, there's a couple obviously that wouldn't, but over half of the teams right now would definitely take Josh Allen over their quarterback. Well, well, well so. over half would, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, we, uh, Broncos are still suffering some injuries. Uh, they're a lot more beat up than the Bills, so I'll I'll take the Bills as well. We're all going the Bills. Hey, let's Two lock locks. it up. Let's watch us watch us get up. watch us get both of these games wrong to start. We're just go completely wrong. Uh, moving on, Carolina. Uh, this, that was the the afternoon Saturday game, by the way. So we'll have a full weekend of. Football. Well, that's right. We got some Saturday games. Yep, and then Saturday night we got Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers favored by eight and a half points. Ooh. Which is a lot. That is a lot. I don't like that. Um, Here's the thing. Is McCaffrey playing? Not expected to play against Green Bay. All right. I'll take I don't Green see, Bay. I don't, think, I don't think that matters so much anymore, Seth, if McCaffrey's playing or not. It, it um, does against Green Bay because their rush defense is so bad. It yeah, does. but Davis is good. Davis is good. Yeah, but he ain't CMC. I think uh, I'm gonna. Say, you're right. I think Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman over in New York are making it easier for these teams to part with these high, high big name running backs. Uh, you said it's eight and a half on. Yes. God, man, I really want to take that, but man, what did, um, how did Carolina do last week? They lost to the Broncos by five. They were favored by four. I. Packers will win this, but I don't think by eight and a half. I'll take uh, – So, fair enough. He's taking Carolina. And Seth, yeah, you're picking take... Green Bay? Yep. The quick injury report, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's been limited, so he is practicing. Rule said today that they're not expecting him to play, but that is coach speak. So, who knows? With the Packers, you can tell they're ready to make their playoff push because they're just every, – every big-name starter is limited practice. They're just yeah. taking it easy on everybody. And, you know, you know how it goes with Packers and injuries. They've been relatively untouched this, this year, thank God. But, uh, yeah, you can tell. So, I'm not worried about injuries, really. For them, I will take Green Bay. They're feeling good. Let's move on. Uh, Tampa Bay at Atlanta Falcons. Tampa Bay Bucks, Atlanta. Favored by six points on the road. Who is Tampa? I would assume. Yes. Give me uh, Tampa pause. and them points. Give me Tampa and them points. It's 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 six points, so that's that's less than a touchdown. Getting your injury report right here. Uh, you know what? Give me Atlanta. Ooh, you just want to be different. I mean, you you're right. Agree. I do. I, I need to make waves somewhere because I can't agree with everything Jeremy says. So I don't really. Yeah, not much. I, I'm taking. I'm one. I'm taking Atlanta to cover. Cover right. Am I saying that right? We've done this for what five weeks now, and I still don't know. But you want Atlanta in the points. Is what you're, you're right. That that that's what it is. Um, and Jeremy, when you you want to repeat what you did? It's taking Tampa. Uh, I believe. I'm taking yeah Tampa to cover. I'm going to agree with Jeremy. Yeah, let's go Tampa. They got to start turning it on. I think this is 
the point you got to start doing it. Uh, San Francisco at Dallas, a big <laughs> game. San Francisco favored by three points on the road at Dallas. San Fran to cover. Give it to me. Easy. They're favored by three or Dallas? What was that again? San Fran is. Both teams probably vying for some sort of draft positioning at this point. Give me Dallas. Boys, this is easy. What? Give me Dallas. San Fran's actually looked like – they've looked like a viable team the last couple of weeks here. Like – they're getting relatively if, if decent Nick Mullins, help. If, if Nick Mullins is starting this game, which I, he probably will, I, I'll take Dallas. Easy. Nick Mullins I, is not a good quarterback. He, he's shown I'll it. Take, and, I'm going to take uh, the better quarterback and the better team. In I don't, I don't, I would Nick's not say Nick Mullins is better than Andy Dalton right now. Nick Mullins is the best quarterback on the 49ers. So, so is he? Is he better than Jimmy G? Regardless of injury, uh, <laughs> I just don't like it. We're move, let's move, I'll make it quick. I made, that, I made that hot take way early in the season when I said Jimmy G was the worst quarterback on that <laughs> you roster. Did. You did. You did. I, but that's I when Nick Mullins looked that. decent. I, think, I don't, I don't agree, with agree with that, with that anymore. Nick Mullins uh, is I'd move on bad, for, but I'd move okay. on from Jimmy G so quick. I still think he's the worst quarterback on that roster. I think worst, San, worst fit for sure. I think San Fran – uh, the defense, uh, the defensive coordinator Robert Sala, is vying for some big money in the offseason. Give him a good head coach position or something, so he turns it on and just stomps Dallas out offensive wise. And we all know that Dallas's defense ain't nothing. So I'm gonna go Sam. Yeah. Uh, next game, Detroit at Tennessee. Tennessee favored by ten points at home against Detroit. Dang. Dang, God, that's a big line there. Let, this is uh, this will be a bigger in, injury report here, so I'll get that for you quick. Yeah, can we come back to this game? That's a big line. <laughs> What's the line again? Uh, ten. Uh, Tennessee favored by ten points. Here we go. Uh, oh boy, the spread is expected. Give me that. To rise. I'll take that. Give it to me. He, well, give me here's Tennessee. A bo- here's me a bombshell. Here's a bombshell. Matthew Stafford in doubt. Chase Daniel likely starting. I'll take Tennessee. Does that help, Jeremy? So yeah, Matthew Stafford, yeah, he got hurt late last week against the Packers. Daniels came in. You know, obviously didn't do a whole lot. Um, yeah. So uh, Stafford's yeah. out? Stafford's out? Probably. Stafford is in doubt. Oh, give me uh, give me Tennessee in the points then. Yeah, also Kenny, uh, Kenny Galladay also expected to miss. So, yeah, let's lock it in on Tennessee. They need well, to Lock it going. in, boys. And and if they do, by the way, if they do cover this spread, they're probably making it into the top five A and B next week. Uh, as they should, as they should, Owen. Because a win against the Lions isn't that impressive, but a a, a big spread like that, covering that is is important. Uh, next game, Houston at Indy. Indy coming off a a big win against the Raiders, stomping out a bad team in disguise as an average team. Uh, favored by seven points against Houston, who struggled at Chicago. They Houston won't be playing outside, so I think they bounce back, and they keep it within a score. I think Indy's good. I think they'll control the clock, but I think it can still be close. Houston, I'll take, I'll take Indy. Oh, big stomp out win it. by Indy, eh? 
Well, I mean, they lost by what? How many? Two, three touchdowns to Chicago? I just, I just don't see it. It's, Houston Watson is a, had no chance. Watson had no chance in the cold air. That's my. It, it's not going to be any different, I think, this week, especially against Indy's defense. I, I don't see it. I mean, he's still not going to have any weapons to throw to. Uh, Brandon Cooks was out. It was a late scratch last week. Um, that was pretty big. I mean, he'll play, but. I just – I don't see it. And Houston's defense is so bad that I think the Colts will be able to do whatever they want against them. That's I mean, true. if Trubisky could, if Trubisky could, then there's no way Rivers and T.Y. and Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and – you can run the list down. But but here's the thing. It's, it's a division game. J.J. Watt loves wrecking these fools in division games. Doesn't matter where he is. Uh, so I think he'll have this one last game of, of, uh, cause he's a free agent this year, right? So, I think so. I think so. He's going to take the next two weeks off, but he wants to stomp out the Colts one last time for good old sake for shits and gigs. Uh, that's where we disagree. So I'm going I, Colts I'm, there, bud. I'll probably watch that one. Um, that'll be a good, that'll be an interesting game, but that Colts defense, it's so fast. Like, unless you have like a big bruising, running back or some like total game changing wide receiver, they're probably gonna hold you down. Watson's good, but he's he's so he's by himself on an island yeah. right now. He is. Yeah. That's the it's thing. For sure. That's the it's thing. It's for sure. I'm trying to think didn't the Colts they just played the Ravens a few weeks ago. And you'd think that that defense was well suited to fight Lamar Jackson. But I think uh the Houston kind of leans into whatever the Ravens use, they kind of use a little bit of that arsenal to attack this Indy defense. But we'll see how it goes. If Indy shows up, they're, they're also vying for a top five A and B spot. Next game, New England at Miami. Miami favored by two and a half points. I'll take that. That, that should be more, shouldn't it? You would think. You would think with how New England played last week, for sure. Um, I'll definitely take those for sure. Miami two and a Miami, half. Yeah. Miami two and a half. I'll take Miami two and a half. There's I'll take Miami. Lock it up. Next game. <laughs> That's easy. Move on. Chicago at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by three points. Um, Give me Chicago Min- to cover. Minnesota's still fighting for a playoff spot. So they cool. both Give are really. Chicago they're both cover. fighting for a spot. Gosh. Yeah. They're both six and seven. They're both six and seven. Arizona is right above them at seven and six. So they're both fighting for a spot. But I'll take Chicago as well. Yeah, yeah. they are both six and seven. That's gross. Well, I think that's going to be a big Jefferson game. But I think uh, that Bears defense wins it for him. I, Trubisky, all he's got to do is play like he did last week, and they'll be fine. You know okay. what I mean? I still like Minnesota. I mean, the, if their field goal kicker – kills me again then I guess it is what it is and I was still right about the Vikings being a talented team but uh I'm still gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Minnesota so, yeah, yeah hey, I want to I want to throw in one note real quick let do me it. pull up my notes real fast because this is directly at you Owen Benson Uh-oh. quote unquote one week in the NFL is an anomaly two or three weeks is a trend yes what has uh that running back for the Bears been doing the last couple of weeks here, bud. Right when you you made me take a stance, I've thought about it for a season and a half. I'm like, Montgomery, it just looks so bad. And then, but, like I texted you, the last three weeks, he's played uh, 
three of the top five worst rush defenses in the league. He's taking advantage, so he's still he's still doing that at least. I can almost he's 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 hovering around average range, but I just don't think he's that good. I just don't. I, so I'm I'm not saying he's like a top five ten running back, but he's a like a good starting running back. He is the best other than other than Allen Robinson. He's the best starter on that offense. Don't you think there's like 20 that, other that running backs that would be doing better than that? That doesn't right now, say though? a whole lot. Right I now. don't think there's – I think there's maybe a handful of running backs that would be doing better there. He's good. I mean, he's good. Like, he's not bad at all. He's making – like, he's making these runs. He's The dude's got a breakaway run every week. I mean, there's not many running backs that can say that. So, when I really lean into the fantasy, when it's in the lead up to the open air of the season, I'm really like studying fantasy because that's just my obsession. I net like it's you can't trust that guy, but then they also talk about uh, the opportunity that they get and what they make out of the opportunity. And so, the last three weeks, he's actually made something of his opportunities. I'm just waiting for. You know, they play Minnesota. Minnesota isn't really playing for much right now, but I'm not going to be able to prove this point until next season. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to look – I'm just – hey, I'm just saying you said three, four weeks makes a trend, and I mean three three weeks going to be four weeks shortly. Or and I'm not trend. really trying to make excuses because I don't think he's like – He had – you know, he had, he had 89 yards on the Saints too, right? Like, he's not like not – He's not, like, not showing up against a lot of these teams. Well, I mean, and he's doing this with yeah. the Bears, the Bears offense, which is, like, hot garbage. What All is, I'm saying is let's give that credit where credit is due to he's done, the great Owen Benson. He's done – David Mont. here's my statement. David Montgomery has done well the last three weeks. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's, I think that's all he's I can uh, say. He's a good starting running back in the NFL. Let me, I think he. I think he shows on has another good game this week. Honestly, I'm. 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 I can see it. Like, I can see it. I'm, I'd probably pick like five guys in the draft over David Montgomery. That's just my. And I and I think and I think Trubisky starting the last couple of weeks has something to do with that because they're running a little you know RPO that, and that and yeah you know they they got the you got to pay attention to Trubisky where if Foles is back there you know he ain't moving yes. so. Yes, and having said that, hey, now you, you still, wait a second. You having wait said that, you still have to like take advantage of that opportunity, which he has. Do so. you guys know where Foles was the most dangerous in Philly? What's the RPL? Yeah, but what You're about right. now? But it was more of a. I'm saying with Trubisky, it's more of an option RPO kind of thing. Read, where, read option, yeah, read option. You and where in Philly it was uh, either hand the ball Run off to the running back. Or, yep. Yeah, yep. So, a yeah, true RPO. But that's where Foles was at his best. And I mean, it's not that's like how they won the Super Bowl. That's how they won the Super Bowl. Oh, hell yeah. That's so just, how Jalen Hurts – that's how Jalen Hurts is going to win his. But um, so here's, no, it's not like uh, – Did you hear that? Old? I just – I think um, Trubisky, a running quarterback, definitely opens that up. I mean, yeah. it's obvious watching Baltimore. It's obvious watching how the Eagles did it against the Saints. That running – that dual threat running quarterback opens it up for uh, a running back. But I mean – all I'm saying is you guys just got to give this poor guy some credit. He's not – he's good running back. He's the I'm only not one as, trying on that offense. I'm not as bullish as Owen is, but I'm also not as high as you are. I'm kind of in the middle. He, he's an average running back. He ain't going to go out there and make a bunch of plays and be a difference maker, but he isn't like 
I don't know, Todd he's Gurley a, he's at this a point or something. Above, he's better than Todd Gurley. That's I'm saying he's not like a Todd Gurley where he's just, you know, he doesn't really bring much to the offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he actually he adds something to that offense. Now, I understand it doesn't say a whole lot when you say he's the next best starter on that offense, but he is the next best starter after Allen Robinson for sure. Yeah. Pack here is his last three games was Packers, Lions, Texans, trash for rush defenses. His next three games are Vikings, Jaguars, Packers. Vikings, usually good. They're kind of hobbled and they're not playing for much right now. So he's had three, he's had, he's had two of his best games right there because he's got 102 of those. He had 89 against the Saints and then he had 82 against Packers the Packers give up a 100 yard rusher every week. Yes, they really do. So other than to the Eagles. So I'm still, I'm going to, I'm not really dying on the hill anymore. I thought, you know, we're dying on the, Owen, on the Steeler hill. I still think Owen, I'm right. I'm, I still think I'm right, I'm, but he's been doing well. So whatever. Owen, All right. I'm what's the next game? I feel like we've been talking Steelers. about this one too much. I'm, I'm ha- I just, Hey, that's one of my notes. I just wanted to make sure we got, no, he's right. I deserve to be, I deserve to be questioned, but I, I am also right at the same time. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the stake. Seattle Seahawks at the Washington football team. This is going to be a good game because Seattle is is favored by six points. Really? At Washington. At Washington. Well, I think if we're all smart, I think we know where we're going here. I'll take Washington and the points, please. So if here's my thing. If Jeremy says Seattle, it's only because he's really willing this Eagles finish. I'm taking uh, Washington to cover. Hey, but are they going to win? Um, I don't know because uh, that defensive line is good enough to really like wreak some havoc. Um, Seattle's been kind of playing down other than the Jets game, but who plays down against the Jets other right. than the Raiders? But um, no, I think Washington, if they lose this game, it's solely on the quarterback position. I think. Um, well, um, I'm pretty sure better- that they said uh, Haskins is probably going to be starting. Right. Most likely. The better quarterback usually wins the game. Um, so it's hard not to say that Seattle will win, but I think Washington will definitely cover that. They've got a good enough roster. Is Gibson playing? Does anybody know if Gibson's playing? I'll check it. Uh, if he's, he's currently questionable, unknown. I'm going to stick with Washington to cover, but um, M- M- I'm not positive. Uh, M- M- what's his name? J.D. McKissick? Is that J.D. What it is? McKissick, yep. He looks solid. He, had a hell of a he, game. Pre- he does. He had a hell of a game, yeah. But Gibson is definitely that, a difference maker for that offense. For right, sure. right. I think I think Washington has a really good chance to pick to win this. They'll definitely cover, but um, I could just definitely see like DK having two touchdowns, Russ throwing for like three or four, and just just getting weird. So they're saying that Alex Smith is uh, on the fence, which is better than you know I even thought. And in that yeah. sense, I almost think they are going to push him out. Uh, because they're in this like dead heat for that playoff spot. Does, Antonio it, Gibson is in doubt. Is he? Okay. Yep. Um, Here, here's my thing with Alex Smith is, does he really make that team better at this point? I mean, he does no. not look really all that good. I yeah. mean. But Haskins makes it much worse. I was I just going to so. say that. Yeah. Uh, Haskins did not look that better. bad when he came in for relief for him. I mean, he did. It, was, it was for half a game, but he didn't look that bad. Up until now, Smith has definitely not made the team better. He's definitely kept them level. But uh, Haskins, up until now, has made them worse. But Haskins has the potential to make that offense really good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a good arm. 
also Antonio Gibson is just finishing out every single drive. That's like any drive that they get down on the other side of the field. Then also Antonio Gibson's one of the best running backs in the world. So yeah. All right. We'll see how it goes better than David Montgomery though. Anyway, Jacksonville. Uh, I would agree with that. Jacksonville, I would agree with that. That's I would agree with that as well. I yeah, would agree I, with that as well. Jacksonville at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by 13 and a half points. Against Give the me Baltimore to cover. Yeah, Baltimore is hot right now, and I'm not going to pick Jacksonville. Teams. I'm not picking Jacksonville two weeks in a row. Not doing it. I think that I think the Baltimore defense is better than 42 points given up to the Browns says they are, and Jacksonville is definitely not the Browns. So I'm going to take Baltimore. James. James Robinson's not going to have 250 yards and four touchdowns. So it's pretty easy that Lamar's going to have a big game. Washington, uh, if anything, um, Baltimore beats up on bad teams. So let's hope they'll so. cover that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll lock it up then. Ne- uh, next game. The lock Jets, it up. The Jets at the Rams. Jeremy, are we going to do this to ourselves like three weeks in a row? Because the Jets at the Los Angeles Rams, Rams are favored by 17 points. Holy <laughs> I guess that's a lot. Is that the highest 17, this year? It might be the highest of the year. I think I think uh actually in Where fact, is it I think at? It's, it's in at, LA. I think the Steelers when they played Dallas, because the Steelers were like really on a hot streak at that point, were favored by like nineteen and a half points against Ben DiNucci and the Cowboys. So at this point, um that game was trash. I hated betting that game. This game, I wouldn't doubt Give me the if, Rams. if the Seahawks didn't just unload on them. Like, how many games have the Jets only scored a field goal this year? It seems like three All right. or five. Owen, Owen let's, let's talk our way into this real quick. Let's just walk this back. Let's, t- so let's talk our way into the Jets. Give me the Rams, Owen. You two can argue <laughs> let's, it out. Let's, I'll take let's, the talk Rams. Our, let's talk this back. Against the Seahawks, a very well-coached team, 40-3. to three. Against the Raiders, kind of questionable all the way around, 31 to 28. Against the Dolphins, another well-coached team, 20 to 3. Against the Chargers, not a good coach team, 34 to 28. Against the Patriots, who we all know the issues of the Patriots, those teams know each other, 30 to 27. Against the Chiefs, a good well-coached team, 35 to 9. Bills, 18-10, not sure why that one happened. Dolphins, well-coached, 24-0. Cardinals, that should have probably been closer, 30 to 10. My point being is when they play well-coached teams, they usually get blown out. I'll take the Rams in the points. That's a well-coached team. Sean McVay, uh, Sean McVay's better than that. I think uh, this could easily be – I mean, if they just blew out Bill, there's no way they're going to have the Jets and freaking Adam Gase do anything. So I, this think is, the Jets, I think the Jets could get embarrassed to the point where he gets fired this week. They're essentially, I mean? Yeah, I get you. They're essentially saying that this will be a three-score game. Uh, that's where if I were to pick the line for this game, I'd probably pick 17. That's where it gets tricky for me. If it was anything less, hammering the Rams, if it was anything Jets more. Jets might not point. The Jets might not score, man. If they put up three against that Seahawks defense, that's not that good. Um, yeah, I, I, the, this might be a blowout, like a big, big blowout. It's a lot funner to root for the blowout, so we're locking it in with the Rams. Let's Lock go. it in, boys. The Jets close out Rams, Browns, Patriots. 
Do That's they win any of those games? No. They're going 0-16. No, here's the, here's the nice conspiracy theory is that Bill just despises the Jets so much that he tanks hit the last game. <laughs> Has the, and then the Jets keep Adam Gase for beating Bel- Belichick, and then they also uh, get the second it's, pick in the draft. It's, it's his grand evil plan. Yeah, that's total build move right there. Anyway, that would that would be his 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 masterpiece if he like he he does that and he retires or something. That would be like what a just maniacal move that would be. That would be that fantastic. Would be awesome. Anyway, Philadelphia at Arizona. Arizona favored by six and a half points at Jamie, home go against first. the Eagles, who just beat the number one seed in the NFC. And then this is like the number six seed in the NFC in their favorite. Ready for this? Seven seed. This is going to be another uh, big Miles Sanders game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to come out. He'll be somewhere around 100 yards rushing, about 200 yards passing. I'm going to go two touchdowns overall, one passing, one rushing. Eagles cover and win this game for sure. Give it to me. What do you think, Seth? He doesn't even want to pick. Give Go me ahead, Arizona. Cardinals. You Give guys, me Arizona. Said, you guys both took you both took Nola last. Give me week. Arizona. Take Arizona. Do it, Owen. <sighs> Do it, Owen. Do it, Owen. Do it. I'm gonna pick. Seth picked Arizona. Yep. I'm gonna pick Philly. I don't think Ooh. they'll win, but I think they'll stay within a touchdown. I think they outright win that game. I'm pretty like confident it. in that. I'm pretty I'm never, I know. Philly's going to the Super Bowl. So. Right. I'm never picking Ooh. Philadelphia Eagles we, ever. We ain't again. going to the Super Bowl. We ain't making the playoffs, but they're gonna be they're gonna win the next two and then lose to Washington. Fair. Whew. Yucky game. Yucky game. But that leads into possibly the game of the week. Kansas City at New Orleans. At New Orleans. Kansas City favored by three points on the road. Give me Casey. Drew Brees isn't playing. Yeah, give me Casey to cover. Yeah, give me Casey to cover. They don't know when Drew Brees is. I was just reading it a little bit ago. They don't know when he's going to be back. Might not be till playoff time. They say they say he's still a question mark. They haven't said either way whether they doubt it or if they are optimistic. I don't care if Brees is in. Honestly, even if Brees is in, I think they take it real easy with him and run the ball a lot. I think Chiefs win this. I think it, you said it's a two-point game. That uh, that's three. A spread two, three, three. I, it'll be it won't be much more than that. But I think Chiefs win it. See, I think the Chiefs could win by two, three touchdowns. Oh, I don't think that. I, I think I think so because if they won by a touchdown against the Dolphins because of a late couple late scores, I think they could do that against the Saints as well. And I don't with Taysom Hill there. I just. Yeah, I think they could win big. Yeah, All right, I, Owen. I think uh, the teams are trending in opposite directions, obviously. Um, but this just stinks. This game stinks of some some some. Stinks I was gonna of say something stinky. I was gonna say the F word. Am I? Are we still have the one F word? Is it in play? I mean, Probably. you used so many last week, but I guess you get one a week, right? Is that there what said? is some fuckery going on in this matchup. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I know that whatever I Love pick, it. it's going to be – I'm like, if I pick New Orleans, I'm going to regret it. If I pick Kansas City, I know something will happen. Something weird. Breeze comes in. They confirm it Here, like here, here listen to this, Owen, here real quick, just to talk about Breeze. Is 
Adam Schefter reported this today that there is no timetable for Brees to come back. They want him to have full range of motion and his latest throwing session did not go well. See, Brees probably doesn't come back until the playoffs, man. Well, that's what I'm thinking too is he doesn't come back till playoffs. They're going to hold – because you got to think that's, that's only positive for them. Hold him up to the playoffs. Let him get real nice and health, healthy. He's an old guy. I mean, look how bad and worn down he looked at the end of the season last year. I'd be holding him out too. Are we all picking Kansas City then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're picking Kansas City, Owen? It sounded like you yeah. were going New Orleans. No, like I don't want to. I just don't want to pick this oh, game at gotcha. all. gotcha. Okay. But if I, had to, if I had to guess, it's Kansas can't City. can't abstain from your vote. No, you can't. Uh, but this would be like on the lower end, bottom three games I would just not touch for the week. Uh, next, uh, we got Sunday night, Cleveland at the New York Giants. Kind of an interesting game. Cleveland Browns favored by four points on the road at the Giants. Let me Give check me the weather report on this one. Don't oh, care. That's your Give first one, Owen. Points. That's your first one. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been struggling trying to find the injury reports on these goddamn games. <laughs> I'll take Cleveland in the points. I think uh, Danny Dimes getting brought back too early is going to play a big impact. I think uh, uh, Cleveland's defense is enough to stop Wayne Gallman. And I think Baker, I think they're going to, I think they're going to come out motivated to drop a big amount of points this week after that last minute loss to Baltimore. I think, I think Browns win this by a big margin, honestly. I agree. I I'll don't take the Browns. I was going to say, I think they come out running. I think they come out running fast and early and often. Um, I think this could be – I think both those running backs come out with 100 yards after this game, to tell you the truth. Mark my words, Benson. Both running, backs have a, both running backs have 100 yards this week. I don't think that will happen. I do. I do. Huh. 100 yards all purpose? 100 yards – I could definitely see that with Hunt with his yeah. receiving threat easily for sure. I, I'm gonna go. I was originally going 100 yards um, rushing each, but they they throw the ball a lot more to Hunt than they run it with him. So I'm gonna say 100 yards rushing with Nick Chubb, and then 100 all-purpose yards with uh, Hunt for sure. Yeah, fair enough. I'll take that. Yeah. Joe Judge has said that he does not regret uh, playing Daniel Jones on Sunday. He, he regrets nothing. He regrets he nothing. And he says, yes, Daniel Jones will start on Sunday if he is able to be on the field, which means even if he's hobbled, which is the wrong decision. But then again, you're trying to make a playoff push, so I don't know what else you're – Cleveland's better. Let's go Cleveland. Lock it in. Lock it in. Last game of the week, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Pittsburgh favored by 11 and a half points on the road at Cincinnati. This is a division game. I don't know. But then 11 again, and a half. But then again, Cincinnati's a line from the worst in the league. Uh, Brandon Allen as a quarterback looks a lot better than Ryan Finley, like a million times better. Um, but he's kind of hurt. Seth, and, let me go first here. Yeah, Seth, I know. I, I wanted you to go first, Jeremy, because I'm curious. It's a, it's eleven and a half, Owen. Yes. I think the Steelers win, but it won't be eleven and a half. This game could very well be like a 7-14 to 14 game or like a 14-21 to 21 game. It'll be a touchdown. It won't be 10 points. So, Steelers will win, but uh, the Bengals will keep it within reason. What do you think, Seth? Jimmy Pitt. The last time these two teams played, I think Pittsburgh won by three touchdowns. I think it was like a 30-10 to 10 game or something like that. And now I'll take Pitt Jimmy, again. 
That was Joe Burrow, too. That was Joe Burrow. But they wrecked him. That was the one where he got, like, rocked, like, yep. many times. He was getting the hell beaten out of him. And... If you yeah, want to talk about a get-right game, this is Pittsburgh's chance uh, to do yes. that against against a bad Bengals defense and a bad Bengals team. So This will be my tipping point. This is my last week that I'm betting on improvement or I'm betting that they could improve on offense or show a sign of life. And if they don't, they're out of the top six. That's just how it's going to be. If they, Thank you. Yep. I Even, couldn't agree more. If they, if, they don't, the if they don't cover this. If they don't cover this, they're out of my top six for sure. Oh, uh, you're assuming for Tennessee, sure. Especially if Tennessee wins, Tennessee's got to take their spot. Got to take their spot. If, if Cincinnati, like, shows signs on offense and, like, scores points and keeps it close that way, I don't necessarily mind because I still trust that defense. But if if Pittsburgh offense can't score 20 points, um, it's a problem. You got to score 20 points in the NFL. Got to do it. So – that's where we're going. I, I, the one thing, the one place where I question this is Ben Roethlisberger like owns Cincinnati and Cleveland, like since he's played in the NFL. But um, I just I'm so low on the Steelers. I really am. I I think Steelers win, but I don't think it's by that much. All right. All right. Cool. That's it. That's, that's it. The games. That's the gambit. Yeah, that's the gambit. We ran it. Yeah, we certainly did. We sprinted. Well, we jogged. We jogged through it. <laughs> We may have sprinted at the beginning, but we had to slow down. Yeah. All right. Good times. Uh, b- before we're done here, I just want to throw out um, Giannis is back. Giannis is staying. I think that's – Like it. That, I do like that as well. It makes me like the NBA just a little bit more, know that Giannis is loyal and is staying for obviously crazy amounts of money. Broke the you know, largest extension ever. So yes. At this time, the next bound person – yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's staying. That, that makes me a little bit more of an NBA fan. Makes me like Giannis a bit more and makes me want to actually maybe watch the Bucks this year. But, hey, nice. Hey. Yeah, I agree. I'll do the same. His, hot his, take. Hot oh. take. James Harden doesn't get traded until the trade, trade deadline. And when he does, it is not, not to the Bucks. It's not to Philadelphia. And I cannot wait for him to not end up in Philadelphia. Are you hoping that, or are you actually thinking? I, dude, I want nothing to do with James Harden. I, if, if the Sixers, so this is some all ball podcast. Um, I hope I didn't just take somebody's name there, but um, if you got thirty seconds, Jeremy, this is my (laughs) thirty seconds. If the Sixers traded and bead, I would be mad, but I think I could get over it. But if the Sixers traded Simmons, I would lose my mind. You don't trade the next coming of LeBron. All, all Simmons has got to do is learn how to shoot the ball. And he's like the next thing in the league. If they trade that for all points and nothing else, like James Harden brings nothing to you other than 25 to 30 points a game. And I, I would be I would be very disappointed if we got rid of Embiid for that because he's the best center right now. But um, I could get over it just because the game is going without centers anymore. But you, you just – you can't make that trade. It's a foolish trade. I don't think anyone in Philadelphia except for the front office is even considering having James Harden. Yeah, in same. trade for Ben Simmons. So It's not yeah. even the front office, it's just Daryl Morey. Really? That's it. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, how it's about a, this it's trade? It's not Jeremy. even smart. How about this trade? Are you ready to trade Taco Johns for Taco Bell? I'll tell you what. I will trade 
<laughs> I will send you I will send you a Lost second round pick. I'll send you a second round pick for a Crunchwrap Supreme and the Baja Blast. A second round pick? What's second it? round pick. Seems what, pretty steep. What is otherwise a, otherwise I'm trading you the old I'm, I'm trading you the Olays and a six pack and a pound for this year and next year's first, and then I'm conceding the season, and I'm coming over to Taco Bell. <laughs> so, so you're saying there's two things on the menu at Taco John's that keep you there. Otherwise, it's Taco Bell for you. Pretty much. Uh, I, person, I personally think Taco John's has better taste. Um, so that's what keeps me there. It's the upside. I, it's, it's the, they have the quarterback and receiver hookup, but Taco Bell's got the complete team. It's the Chiefs, see, Taco, Chiefs versus Taco, the Bills. No, no, no. Taco Bell is like um, – Taco Bell is like the Bills. It's through and through. It's, it's very good all the way across the board. But Taco John's, I just – I know what I'm getting when I roll up on Sunday and I have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Devontae Adams in the red zone. Right. And yeah. when I roll up and I get a six-pack, I know it's going to be good. It's going to be good every time. Doesn't matter what you do. It's it's holy shit. Yeah, of course they're gonna score a touchdown. It's Duh. it's Devontae in the red zone. That's the Olays, and uh, you know Rogers is the rest of it. And I just I know what I'm getting. There you go. All well right. Said. Well, that that well, caps it well for said. another week. <laughs> that caps it for another week. So uh, once again, enjoy some football. Um, we got some Saturday games this week. Changing it up. All right. Hey Jeremy. Hey Owen. What's up, Seth? Adios. Adios. Adios.